Welcome to episode 25 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Colati at Gelati LOL. With me, as usual tonight, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How's it going, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hi, everyone. And Chris Chung at Prime Time. What up? We got the full crew tonight. <laughs> Getting ready to run down all the playoff scenarios in all the regions. Uh, round two of playoffs in North America. And uh, we got plenty on the slate tonight, but we thought we would open up with a listener question before we do anything else, because I'm trying to get these matches talked about tonight. Uh, at Roberts49 asks, when you do a VOD review in order to help your process of handicapping, uh, what do you pay the most attention to? Is there a tier list of some sort? Example, rooms greater than word placement, greater than back timing, etc.? Uh, more or less like asking us to explain like what we're looking for in VOD review. Uh, I can tell you something that's that I think enough people don't pay attention to that's like a number one thing that I pay attention to for all teams <clears throat> in order especially to create a tier like system of who I think is better than who in general. I love paying attention to how the gold is moving when nothing is happening. Mm. Like there is a huge difference between like G2 is the best example of this. You'll see games with G2 where they're down by like seven kills earlier, or early in the game, and the gold is even. But there's other teams, if they're ever down seven kills, it's like an 8K gold lead for the other team. <clears throat> That's all about how they're doing in between important actions happening. And it's that's a big thing for me when deciding if I think a team is better than another team. If they're constantly making up gold when nothing is happening. Because anybody can lose a game where like the other team just has a better team fighting comp and they're they're winning team fights or whatever. But if team A is consistently gaining in the gold advantage whenever nothing's happening, even if they lose a fight, I'm gonna think it's likely that they're gonna win the next game because they're they're the team that was doing the most when nothing huge was happening. For what it's worth on that point too, uh, you see this a lot with like the more this is the hallmark of, like, the more disciplined economy style of League of Legends, and this is why, like, the Korean teams have done this for so long, and why, like, the ma- I would say the majority of, of what we'd call good teams do this, because it's more consistent day in and day out. Yeah, you're going to lose some coin flip situations to teams that do something crazy or aggressive early in the game sometimes, but for the most part, you'd rather guarantee the money than take a chance, right? We see, I mean, we see, like, good LPL teams do this against the bad LPL teams all the time, right? Where, you know, maybe Vici is up six kills on you or something, but the gold's even. <clears throat> and you you know for a fact that Vici's, like, v- basically, a lot of times you need to, like, teams like that where if they, they jump out on kills but they're not going for economy, they're just, like, going all in on kills like that. It's a very high-risk style because if you don't keep chaining that into other things, it just stalls out and nothing else happens. I mean, to pull to pull a team fight tactics example, it's the equivalent of re-rolling, right? Like, if you re-roll a lot and you get lucky and you, you know, spike a three-star early or something, then cool. But if you're not re-rolling a lot, or if, if you're not re-rolling and you're guaranteeing that money, you're leaving yourself open to do any number of options. It's just more consistent that way, right? That's a good I, thing I, to look out for, John. Yeah, I definitely think it's a it's a big factor for me in deciding if one team, even if they're losing, was the better is the better team, is is seeing that passive gold game. Griffin's Griffin are the masters of this, by the way. There's a lot of teams that are really good at this. G two G two do it in a really really weird way. Griffin does it just with like straight laning yeah. ability. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. Calvin, what do you look for in VOD review? Um, 
just how basically it would be like a I'll get multiple like bad reviews. Um, the more I look at it, the more I try to see how their macro is at first. To be honest with you, um, and who they're playing next because I feel like in like this meta. I mean, it's slowed down a little bit, and I just feel like top lane is kind of useless, so it's just more reliable on, like, the jungler and stuff and being on, on point. So that's, like, the biggest thing that I'm looking at right now. The show, I would disagree with you. <laughs> I, I think mean, that, I don't think players are. Go ahead, no. So are you looking more, you're, you look more toward, like, meta considerations than anything else? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite, right? Like, I, I'm looking for things that I can trace patterns for uh Mm. i like to call it like i like to call it clarity of intent right where Mm. a if a team drafts a certain way and they're looking to execute a certain way i want to see them do all the hallmarks and all the homework necessary to establish like their game plan right um they might be a super linear team gen g super linear team right uh splice super linear team right afrika really linear teams right teams that do one thing really really well that's fine. Maybe they're not going to be like the best team in the world, but I, I want to see that a team is has a strategy, has a game plan, is develop is doing all the things that they need to do to execute on that game plan. And then there's a lot of like really like basic fundamental things that I like to look for and make sure a team is doing game in and game out. And typically, bad teams aren't doing those things game in and get game out. Uh, you may we we look like a lot of times like it's easy for me to spot win streaks that are going to fade because I mean. Let's take an NALCS example, right? Um, trying to think who it was. So, like, a lot of people said this about Optic this year. I don't necessarily think it was Optic, but, like, TS- I think TSM is actually a better example, right? TSM, when they came back from Rift Rivals, kind of went on, they got hot for, like, a little bit, right? I see a little bit. It was, like, a week. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of times where – that's not a bad – I'm not going to pull a specific example because you would have to go, like, way back and in, in all that stuff. So, what – it's really easy to point out specific like win streaks a lot of time because you'll see situations where a team got lucky. Maybe there was a Baron steal. Maybe there was, you know, they didn't set up vision, but they won the fight anyway because one of their players made a ridiculous play. And on one, and on one hand, on one hand, you could say, okay, they made the ridiculous play and you got to give some credit to that, which is true. But I'm looking more for repeatable, consistent things, right? It's why I tend to lean toward and put so much weight on teams like Griffin, teams like SK Telecom, teams like, uh, you know, Fun Plus or not, not even Fun Plus. They're weird. They they Fun Plus and G two are so out out in the left field that I have no idea. So here's the thing, though, right? As weird as G two is, G two are still doing fundamentally the same things. They're still their economy is ridiculous every game. Their damage per minute is ridiculous every game. Like. You just want to look for things that are repeatable. And then if they're doing the things that are repeatable and then some, then you know you have, like, a world-class team, right? So that's the kind of stuff I look for. I'm looking for, like, more basic, fundamental, big-picture things. And then everything else note, is gravy. On a side note of what you're saying, that's totally true that you're going to see a lot in an NALCS example like you were talking about, about drafting a comp and playing to that comp. I cannot tell you how many times this year I watched the North American team take Lucian somebody Olaf. and an aggressive mid laner. Yes, an Olaf and there was no ganks in the first fifteen minutes of the game. Or like no, no reason to invade the other jungle. Like that's yeah, what you're no aggression to do. whatsoever. They just took Lucian and sat under their turret and lost lane. And it's like 
why are you ever picking Lucian if that's what you're doing? Why are you picking Lucian Olaf to do that? And so, like, that's an example of what you're talking about. Like, if a team takes a certain composition, I want to see them play that composition the way it's supposed to be played. Have the Olaf in the bottom lane ten times if you have to. I don't care if you die and look stupid. At least you're doing what you're supposed to be doing with Olaf Lucian. It's like picking up a it's like picking up a crossbow and trying to fight a dude with a sword in melee combat. You know, it's like what are you what are you doing? Like you're supposed to be running and gunning. Like that's I don't know, Chris. What do you look for in VOD review? Oh man, you took the words right out of my mouth. Repeatability is the one thing that I was aiming Boom. for. Um, because you know, certain teams can they do the same thing over and over again and succeed? And how are people other opponents trying to figure them out? And if they figure them out. Is it just a fluke? Is it something that they can work around and they can continue to adapt from? Um, so you want to know, um, you know, which team... That's how you spot the good teams. That's how you can tell a game from a fluke, between a fluke and a pattern that might be happening, that might be forming. And you want to get in early because, you know, you, you, by the time everyone starts seeing, figuring this pattern, they're already behind because things are going to shift again. Coaches will try to figure things out. Um, and you'll that way you get to see who the coaches that are the smart coaches or the smart teams versus the ones that are lazy and just like we're gonna play meta champions we're gonna play this because it's supposed to be good without a plan like John just mentioned how do you, how do you pick a comp like that and not execute a game plan that's supposed to work around the strength of those champions yeah, that's like a clear example of like okay like we were doing this because people say we're supposed to but you haven't actually practiced it enough or 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 you have the wrong idea and the wrong. Mm-hmm concept of it right yeah or the wrong players like don't take yeah. don't take a lucian brahm if your bot laner is not an aggressive bot laner and just likes to play to farm like he's just not going to want to take those opportunities the way that you're supposed to yeah. I, it was a fly quest game i remember that was the one it was a fly quest game dude and they had they had lucian and i'm pretty sure they had olaf too and i i just watched wild turtle sit like five steps behind his turret for like 10 straight minutes just farming and losing plates we're like and picking was, the Callista Volley Bear and then like not all inning at level six. You're like, what are you doing? Like this. I've seen it with Callista too. Callista like Callista's like, notorious Callista for this. And just sitting behind the turret and doing nothing for the whole game. And then when team fights start, you're like, oh well, I forgot I suck at everything because I'm, I'm not ahead. Like, You'd oh. almost rather see them botch an all in and like mess it oh, up and they just get run 100%. over from there because that's, that's how yeah. supposed to play them. Yeah. I'd be much happier to see a team take Lucian Braum and all in all the time and keep dying than to just sit behind their turret and do nothing. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this like basically breaks down to you're you're looking for like foundational things because if you're it's it's foundational thing like if you're building on on a flimsy foundation, then you can expect that there's going to there's a more reasonable chance that there's going to be regression, right? Um, whereas if there's a team that's got a really strong foundation and they're just not getting the wins right now, you can expect a progression, right? So a lot of that kind of stuff and like momentum and like pacing of the season, like where wins are happening, where they're not like, that's where a lot of the lot, like the actual handicapping aspect of this comes in where you have to determine if a team's overvalued or undervalued. And I think one of the most important ways, at least for me anyway, I I put a huge, huge weight on film review, right? Mm -hmm. And, there's people that'll tell you that it matters matters more, matters less. The numbers matter more, matters less. There's a bunch of different ways to do this. You can have success doing it a bunch of different ways, right? But for me personally, what's worked for me is is film review. Like, just being straight up, this team's better, right? So, 
a lot of times it helps you pick out situations where you a, a team is undervalued or overvalued, right? Uh, JDG, we were all preaching JDG in the spring, okay? And <laughs> you're by the way, by the way, I, I'm not trying to like toot our own horn here on the podcast, but like we, you're seeing it now, right? We said oh, this yeah. about Fly- I mean, we haven't we didn't watch that much of the LMS too, but you know what we did say about the LMS is that the region as a whole is not that strong, right? Mm-hmm. They sent Flash Wolves. Flash Wolves are <laughs> terrible, right? No surprise, right? JDG, we all knew that was a crazy fluke, and look, they're not even going to make playoffs now. Are they actually eliminated? I gotta, I gotta like. Yeah. Are they like? Are they like? Are they, like, in, are they look looking at me? Am I going to get murdered here? <laughs> they have a very slimmest of chance. Yeah. So, uh, the, so like there, are, those are good examples, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one. Uh. SK Telecom, sorta. Oh, SK Telecom was weird because like there was a sense of like mailing it in a little bit, right? Um, yeah, I don't know too many people that really thought SKT was like out of it. Like they're never no, gonna make a comeback. No with way. Yeah, nobody. I don't now, think there was an argument to be made for okay, they are in too deep of a hole. Yeah, and they just blew that out of the water by just winning yeah. that series straight. But uh, even so, like another thing with like that's really important in Viewview is like looking for, like I said earlier, like clarity of intent, right? Is the team yeah. doing the things that they're supposed? Is the team is the team doing what they want to do and doing all the things to enable that thing that they want to do? Right. Uh, it's part of why like we were much lower on when Invictus brought subs in versus other teams bringing subs in because the way Invictus plays, the subs really got to be on point. Otherwise, they're gonna, <laughs> the, and and by the way, we we didn't even talk about this over the past couple weeks when Invictus has been uh, trying lay in and and all this other stuff. They've changed. They're a completely different looking team right now. I know they they smashed game three the other day, but or, or game two the other day. But like they they're trying to play like regular boring League of Legends. They're still pretty good at it too because the players are just ridiculous. But you can see it in their fantasy scores. Like yeah. a lot of times you can see these things in fantasy scores. IG used to be like insanely high scoring. And if you like look at too. Recently, they're not as they're not anywhere near as high scoring as they were when they had the full squad together. And and I think the big difference is we saw so like the beginning of the season when they did this, we can you know, we can go into this more in LPL, but I just want to break the point in, in case we forget. At the beginning of the season when they brought in Forge and uh Lucas, they were still trying to play like IG with Forge and Lucas and it clearly wasn't working, right? Now they were like, "Okay, we bring subs in, we can't expect them to play at this pace, right? We just can't. It's it's unrealistic." <laughs> so, they've Smart coaching staff. They've catered to the players that they're using. Now, admittedly, IG, IG are just trying to get some guys' stage experience. We'll talk about that with the LPL. Um, anybody, anything else on this question? This is a good question. Um, I'll put a link to it, but I have a, I did like a really, really long form example of a VOD review of a playoff series from LCK last uh, LCK summer last year. That uh, it's really, really long. I don't usually spend that much time reviewing VODs because I watch at two X. Like I watch most VODs at two X now. Like I watch VODs, most VODs muted at two X. Like that's how I do it because I can actually digest a lot of this stuff that fast because I've done this before and I like coached a little bit in the past and everything. So, um, but even if you're going through it yourself, I think like just identify like do homework, just pick things out that you want to look for and identify them and say like this is something I want to focus on and look for it. Yeah, the and only then- other small thing I- I'd mention just real quick is is points of power for every team is noticing where they're winning. Like, why are they winning games? Are they winning because their mid is winning? Are they winning because their bot is winning? Are they winning because their teamwork is really good? That way you can just take really quick notes of like mid is ahead again, mid is ahead, mid is ahead. Compare that to the other team's notes 
and see if the points of power are lining up or if they're skewed. And then you can look at the meta and go, well, we're in a meta where mid laners make a big difference. This team always wins through mid lane. This other team never wins through mid lane. Probably we give an advantage to that first team. Just That's just a small thing. but Yeah, that's a good point. Remind, uh, John, do me a favor. Remind me of this point of power thing when we get to the LCK, because I know it's not on our slate to talk about tonight, but this is a big reason why I'm huge on SK Telecom tomorrow. Because okay. Uh, you know, I might as well just touch on it real quick now. But, like, I'm, I'm real big on SK Telecom Sweet. for Thursday morning because um, I think the way Damwon win games is their solo lanes just run away with games. Like, that's how they win games. Uh, either Nogare just gets out of control or Showmaker does Showmaker things because he's unbelievable. And I think right now, we could talk about the draft too, but, like, Damwon look like they don't want to play Azir. Showmaker got dominated on it both time, both games against Hanwha, and then they banned it both games against KT Rolster. Faker's undefeated on Azir. In in the modern era, in the past two years or three years, Azir is Faker's new LeBlanc. Like, that's his pick. Like, that's his signature pick now as far as I'm concerned, right? I know it's easy. He's champion. He's got the skin, but, like, it's, it's Faker's champion, right? And, uh... I think that's, like, a big point. I know it's only one champion, but just, like, fundamentally, like, he's, like, one of the strongest champs in professional play right now. So, anyway, uh, thank you for the listener question at Roberts49. I know that was a little bit long-winded, but that's a really, really good question. I'll put a link to that uh, VOD review I was talking about in show notes. Um, let's get to the LCS playoffs, guys. We have round two. Um, give me one second to note this. So, we have round two. Um we have cl- on Saturday we have Cloud Nine minus three hundred three against CLG plus two twenty two. The Cloud Nine minus one point five is at minus one forty five. I'll throw another, a couple other numbers out while we're while we're at it. Uh, the over three and a half maps played is at minus two hundred eight. The under four and a half maps played is at minus two ninety four, and the over four and a half is at plus two twelve. So, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but. I give like a big bravo to the line makers for this because I am just not interested in this series in any of these lines. See, I am real big on one of them. You like you like the minus one point five? I like CLG to win this series. Oh, okay, okay. I think there's all right, so there's a couple layers to this, right? I think Playing at their peak, Cloud Nine are definitely a better team. I don't think it's any question. I think do we all agree there? Yeah, I think playing. I mean, if if Cloud Nine is playing at ninety percent of their capacity, I think they're a better team than CLG. I'm questioning if Cloud Nine is at that right now. I know they've had a week to prepare for this, and they got to see a series, which is a huge advantage. Make no mistake, it's a huge advantage. The patch hasn't changed. Being able to see CLG's game plan mattered. But guess what? CLG didn't have to show anything. That's true. CLG didn't think... have to show anything against Optic. And I know Optic is not the same level of team as Cloud9, but to to me, I think CLG have a very reasonable chance of winning this outright, enough so that I think these odds are way off. I don't like I just don't see how CLG wins. Like CLG's weakness is their bot lane. That's also Cloud9's weakness. So it's just we're just gonna have two weak bot lanes. <laughs> yeah. Niski's played better this year than Power of Evil. Yeah. I'd agree you gotta think Spence Garen's the better jungler, although he's he's shaky this this year, That's... but yeah, I still think he's the better jungler. And then in the top lane, Licorice is still probably among the best top laners in the league. So I don't think he's at a disadvantage. So like CLG's like only way to win is like team teamwork 
like teamwork macro. We've been saying, but we've been saying that about CLG all season, and they keep winning. Like that's the thing. Like, like, I feel like with their coaching, I think Reaper is like one of the best, like best of fives coach. Yeah, he uh, is in like the game and like the entire game, and like every time when it comes to playoffs or like something like something pretty important, like they usually never disappoint. You know what I mean? I would feel so much better about CLG if they had like Clutch's bot lane. Like if they just had some way to abuse bot lane, I would feel so much better. But their bot lane just hasn't been that good. See, I, I'm wondering if CLG's got like something cooked up, like if they're gonna play the volley bear or something like that. Like that's a way to abuse that, right? It that's is. true. And we they, again, they didn't have to show anything. Like maybe they have stuff prepped. I don't, th- I don't necessarily think they do. It's not their style. But, you know, they're going to get another week to prep on this patch, too. So, I don't, I think Cloud9 are way more likely to break something weird out, and that can throw a wrench in the whole draft and the whole series, and they can just... they. I could see Cloud9 winning this just like 3-0 because they run away. They, they have some niche pick that CLG just didn't see coming and can't adjust to fast enough. I could totally see that. I think if these two teams like just played straight up in a fair series, I think it's like close to 50-50. Like if I'm capping this, it's it's way closer to like Cloud Nine minus like one seventy five. I think three oh three is too far, which is why I won't bet it. Yeah. But I'm also not sure I think two twenty two is enough for CLG. I th- like, I think it is. Now that said, I'm gonna be very, 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 very light on the money line. And I'm gonna be pretty heavy on the over three and a half. Because I think I think CLG is gonna get a game here. I do think, and I said this in like every media form that I have, I do think we were robbed of an awesome matchup that should have happened because I think Team Liquid should have chosen CLG. Mm. Like, I think CLG is just Team Liquid light, and and they're way easier for Team Liquid to prepare for and beat on <laughs> than Clutch. And I think TL should have just chosen CLG, and they would have stomped them 3-0, and then we would have gotten Cloud9 versus Clutch, which would have been a sweet series in my opinion. I could see that. I mean, I think the other the other aspect, and I had some somebody was asking me about this. I can't remember who it was. So, somebody was asking me about it on Twitter, saying what I think about Liquid Clutch, and I Impact is just so so good at neutralizing, and he's so clutch. And as good as Huni was in that series, like it wouldn't surprise me to see Impact just be like, "Nah, dude, you can't get away with any of that shit against me." How would you, <laughs> like, how would you cap? Clutch versus CLG. Clutch versus CLG. Yeah, if those. How would you cap that? Uh, probably minus one twenty-five CL or Clutch. I, I, I think I make Clutch the favorite. the favorite. I think Clutch is the favorite. Yeah, if they play I CLG. minus one twenty-five. See, clutch. I think that's a that's a series that I'd probably be like you know like minus one twenty, minus one thirty range on CLG only for consistency's sake. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a book, that's how I'm capping that. If I'm betting that, I'm gonna be looking to bet clutch or not bet it because I think clutch have like a, I think clutch's spike performances are higher than CLG's. But I, again, like I think CLG's floor is so high, and that's like the, that's the thing with this team is is your CLG are playing at or near 100 percent every single game. It's just a matter of how you know, how good how good is CLG? Is CLG a you know an eight out of ten? Like compare CLG to the like the just the NALCS. Forget the world stage. I'm, I don't want to think about that right now, right? Uh, if we're doing like Madden overall ratings, right? Like think like sports video game, right? We're doing Madden overall ratings out of a hundred. How good is CLG? 
70. I think they're like a high 70. 70. <laughs> That's probably. a high floor. That's a high floor. So like so Sorry, so okay. C- so CLG are like when you're playing franchise mode and you draft a guy that's like a seventy right out of the gate he's not like no, a not 40 70, high 70, 77, high seventies okay high seventies okay okay so you draft the guy he's like the, he's like literally the best player in the draft but he's got no room right. for growth right well I don't know how those how those games rate so my memory <laughs> of playing NBA two K like you can get dudes that are like nineties so. Okay. Well, this guy's like a it's like, it's like a solid starting yeah. small forward. Okay. So here we go. Like so, out of a hundred, let's just say out of a hundred, how good is CLG? High seventies. High seventy. I think they're a little better than that. I think an eighty-two. Like again, we're talking relative to NA. Yeah, I, I think okay. the, I think the best team in NA is like a ninety-five. Yeah, and I think the second like best team is like an eighty-five. But that's you know, CLG. Then, uh, I think like that's what. <laughs> I have Team Liquid is like a 95, Cloud Nine's like an 85, and then Clutch and CLG are both in like the high 70s or low 80s. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's where I'm at too. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think like basically the rest of the table is is in that like not the rest of the table, but like all the playoff teams I think are in that like 70s range. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess just the way CLG play, like I I'm like positive they're gonna get a game. And I actually think, like, depend because we don't know. Like, Cloud Nine have had like just weeks at a time where they're just like they've gone missing. Like, who is this team? It's just a bunch of players out there playing, and they don't look like they're doing anything. Now, admittedly, Cloud Nine always show up when it matters, or it seems like they do. So maybe there's something that I'm disrespecting there. And make no mistake, like I'm not heavy on this. I just think the line's off enough to bet it. And you guys know me, like, I'm not Mr. Value. Like, I'm not going to straight value bet something at all times. Like, if I just don't think it's going to happen, it's not going to happen, I'll just say no, right? But I think I, I think CLG have a reasonable chance. Like, I think CLG have a better chance than these odds of winning this series. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm not betting this one, like I said at the beginning. I, I applaud the bookmakers. Yeah. Honestly, I'm on Vince's side here. I don't think he's a 222 dog. And right now we're not seeing the best of C9. Um, they might have won that, but I, it just seems to keep in mind that Licorice is fully healthy with this. And that's something that it's still on the back of my mind. How yeah, we didn't even think about that. He looks fine after he came back, but I don't think that's Licorice, Licorice that I've known and seen earlier. And you mentioned the bot lane could be a wash. I think it's actually might be a tiny bit... Based on current form, Biofrost and Stixay are performing better. I think it's in CLG's favor. So we but. have some advantages on CLG's side. So, but I'm also yeah. really low on Cloud9's bot lane. I think I think Sneaky and Zazel are trash. I'll be yeah, honest. Sneaky. Like I think they're both. I think they're both so. I think Zazel's pretty good outside of lane. Like he 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 understands like leverage on the map really really well. But that's it. Like he's a bad laner. Both of them are bad laners. That's the problem. So I don't know. Now I'm I just thinking don't of, see yeah. CLG taking advantage of that. Like Clutch, if it was Clutch against Cloud Nine, I would like Clutch a lot more than I like CLG. I see like, what you're saying. Their, their ability to just like bomb a lane and get snowball up, like I just don't feel like CLG does any of that. They're just going to scale it out and they're just going to end up losing. Is my thought. Calvin, yep. what do you think on this one? No, like I said, I just think C9 has to be more prepared, and I believe in uh, Reaper more than anything else. Um, I also do believe that. Licorice is like healthy now. I mean, he should be healthier now, and I don't think ruins any better. You know what I mean? 
But I do agree with the bot lane being their weakness as of now, but otherwise, like, I think Niski is probably probably the best mid laner in the right now, so. Niski is so really, cool. really good. Niski is quite good. I also good. think he got, like, cheated out. 100%. Uh, I agree with MVP you. as well, but he really, like, stepped up really stepped up big this year or this split because so. he's been nails like even when cloud nine hasn't been good he's been nails the whole season yeah I think he, was, he was better than, i think he was as good or better than bjergsen this season he was like at that yeah. level and that was another gold card podcast call by the way i think we all kind of agreed when he came over from eu that he was going to be like basically the same as jensen or better that he was not going to be like yeah. a huge downgrade like people were yeah. saying he was very good on splice as well yeah, so, he's, he's just a good player. He's a good. He's a. You got to remember too, like the whole like European mid laner thing is is a meme at this point. But like, there's a reason for that, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, he was. That's three out of four mid laners in the left in this tournament are, are NA or are, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just one more time rundown. I'm on CLG money line and plus one point five and the over. Light. Light on the CLG bets, heavy on the over 3.5. Nothing for me. Nothing for me as well. Okay. Uh, Something about the maps. I think I'll take over... You know what? We'll come back to that. (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) Sunday we have have Liquid minus 1,000, Clutch plus 535. Liquid minus two point five is that you gotta pay you gotta lay buck five to get the three <laughs> oh no no, no I, 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 to, to be fair so I, I wrote this wrong I wrote this wrong you gotta shop around because this this one is from the minus one oh five is from uh bet online the uh three oh prop at plus one ten is from Betway and I I saw that somewhere else too I can't remember where Betway and um Oh, man, so pinnacle maybe, but I saw I saw the plus so plus one ten on the liquid sweep. We'll say that. I think if I bet anything in this, and I don't think I'm going to, but if I'm going to bet anything, I think I would bet clutch plus two point five. Yeah, I would too. I think yeah. I kind of like I like clutch to sneak a game in here. I don't think they're going to win, but I, I like them to sneak a game. Just like a hoonie pop off game. Well, actually, honestly, I don't think Hooney's that important to this team. I think their bot lane's really good. Their bot lane's going to lose, but I think their bot lane's really good. And Demonte, I think, is the key to this team right now. Yeah, Demonte's been really, um, really good, too. And if they pick up, like, an Akali-Kiana-type comp, like the kind of thing that their team wants to run, I think they can steal a game. I think the thing I like about Clutch is that they've... It, it's so weird that they've kind of 180'd on their identity, but they still have enough of that old identity that they're willing to take chances on things. Which I think that's like the zone you want to be in. Like that's the perfect balance. Like you want to be willing to take risks, but not have to. And I this think that's kind of where only... Clutch is at right now. Yeah, I agree. And this is one of the only teams in NA that I don't think they should really change anything. If I was going to change something on Clutch going into spring next year, it would be the jungle. I think the rest of their team is like untouchable for me. I think they have a really solid core that's only going to get better. I might change Lyra, but other than that. I don't think I'm gonna bet this, uh, like, yeah. because I, I feel like it, it, it's. I'm pretty li- liquid. Are overwhelmingly going to win. Like they're they're gonna win this. There's. I, I don't think there's a universe where Clutch win this series, right? Do any of us think yeah, that? Yeah, very uh, very unlikely. So, uh, 
So what what are the, what are the odds on clutch to get two games? Because I think that's where you need to start. Like, let's go backwards from the top. Odds of clutch winning next to nothing. So none of us think that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, odds of clutch getting two games and pushing this to a five game series. Like Slim 15, and none. Fifteen, ten percent, less than that, maybe. Good odds, because I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they can. Take yeah, clutch. To, I, I think clutch to take a game is like I'm like fifty fifty on them to take a game. So that 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 should give you a sense of like where I'm at on this series. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not. Like, is it like fifty fifty ish or like sixty forty? They take a game, like. Yeah, I think I, it's slightly over. Go okay. Sixty forty sounds about right. That's fair. That's fair. They they either have to win game one or game three. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's the bad thing. You got to look at the individual games. Cal, anything on this one or no? Not really. I. Should be able to handle clutch, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I kind of. It's weird. I, I'm not going to be too invested in these, but I'm, I'm way, way more intrigued in Cloud Nine CLG for like the weirdest reasons. <laughs> it's like so bizarre. Um, let's go to the LEC. We have Week Nine in the LEC. Um, so from what we discussed before the podcast and maybe maybe John maybe John can elaborate on this more but from what we discussed before the podcast in Europe most of the circumstances are going to be locked on Friday on and they're going to be determined by the result of the Origin Rogue match right or a combination of Origin Rogue and Fnatic Splice because Fnatic Splice is basically playing for the number 2 seed yeah, they're close to playing for the number two seed. The big game that day is Rogue Origin. If if Rogue loses, the playoff teams are locked. Um, and then all of a sudden, Rogue there's like next to nothing to play for, right? Like, yeah. If if Rogue wins, then things get really interesting. Uh, th- then it'll also depend if Vitality beats Misfits. We would assume they will. But if Rogue beats Origin, they tie in the standings, and it just co- and Rogue has the head to head against Origin. So Origin so, could presumably not, or it's it's not unrealistic for Origin to not make playoffs. Yeah, they'd have to lose to Rogue and then not do better than Rogue on Saturday, which they should do better than Rogue on Saturday too. They have SK Gaming on Saturday and Rogue has Fnatic. Fnatic, so they should do better than Rogue on Saturday. But if Rogue beats them and then they lose to SK, or if Rogue beats them and then Rogue beats Fnatic, who won't really probably have much to play for. Then yeah, so there's still some things that could happen. It's it's Friday is gonna is gonna tell us a lot about what happens. All right, so kind of kind of in the same vein of the week nine NA that we talked about two weeks ago, you need to look at these and determine your game plan moving forward. Like in terms of like betting these, if you're going to, I tend to stay away from these kind of situations in week nines a lot, um, just because it's so hard to predict motivations. And I also think motivation is a little bit overrated in terms yep. of like esports betting because I think a lot, like there's not like a physical aspect to it, right? Like it's not like you're like literally more like there's more adrenaline pumping or whatever. Like if it's if you're practiced, you're practiced. If you're not, you're not. If it is what it is, I think more often in esports than traditional sports. I think like getting up for a game is like a little less of a factor. I mean, it's a factor. It's just a little less than I think we we tend to give credit for. Um. I think we'll just rapid fire run these down, but like again, just a reminder, like have that game plan for yourself. Like if during Vitality Misfits, Misfits start winning, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. 
yeah. based on yeah, Saturdays yes. or the rest of the day, like based on, you know, this flow chart of if thens, right? Like that's how you need to approach this kind of thing. So, uh, unless you guys have anything else, let's rapid fire go through these, right? Yeah, these should be pretty quick. I don't think we're going to have a lot of bets. Yeah. Uh, Vitality minus 278, Misfits plus 201. Yeah, nothing for me there. Yeah, I think Vitality yeah. win. Um, Vitality. SK Gaming minus 147, Excel plus 113. This one's a little bit intriguing. This is one of the ones I'm going to have a bet yeah. on. Yeah, Excel, I like quite a bit. Yeah, I'm going to be on Excel for probably like you know a unit here, maybe two. Uh, I also talked. Uh, I know a lot of our our listeners are DFS people. I talked to Prime. I think this this is a great game for DFS. It's two teams that can't make the playoffs anymore, but both of them are kind of surging, playing a little bit more aggressively later in the season, being a little bloodier. Uh, I think this is a great DFS target game. Yeah, I think fade. Yeah, I think the game plan for for the LEC this weekend has to be like fade the big games, right? Because mm-hmm. I think everyone's mind is going to be on the big games, but for DFS, you should just like. Avoid, especially in best of ones too, because teams tend to play so conservative. Unless it's and like EU, EU's a, a region that's much more willing to like have some fun than NA is. So yes. the teams that are eliminated and stuff here should be much more willing to try some stuff out. <laughs> and they're way more BM. That's the... <laughs> I'm like fucking FlyQuest. I don't, I don't curse <laughs> on the podcast that much, but I'm so mad that FlyQuest <laughs> did Fiesta their it's last a game. Perfect Fiesta yeah. game too. Oh odd. my god, I was so mad. Last game of the season, nothing to they play. Played for. some like, boring ass. Like, it's like a regular get stomped. I'm so mad about that. Okay, we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go out with some dignity, boys. Like this. XL XLSK is a good target, and I like the bet on S and XL. Yeah, I like XL. This is basically a coin flip. Take the dog, right? Absolutely. XL is a team that's yeah. been in the late part of the season. They've won a lot good. of games, but when they've lost, they've also looked pretty good. Like they had a couple games where they got big leads and then threw against really good teams. Yeah. So that, like that's that's a, that's a good sign for their chances playing against another lower tier team. All right, uh, next one. This is one that I could see having a stake in. Uh, Fanatic splice. Fanatics minus one eighty two splice plus one thirty seven. Obviously shop because you know you could probably find a better number for splice, but Fanatic minus one eighty two. I'm almost willing to like I, I I'm willing to bet that. I think Fanatic are going to want the two seed enough, and I think Fanatic are enough better than splice. I think also stylistically, this is just a brutal matchup for Splice because Fnatic can play Splice's game better than Splice does it, but Fnatic yes. also have this like other you know this other costume that they put on where they're just this insanely good uptown. Fnatic, by the way, uh, maybe they've kind of gone quietly uh, in terms of like us discussing them, but I I think Fnatic are are. They're not quite on the level of G2, but Fnatic are going to be competitive at Worlds. Like, they're going to make Worlds and they're going to be competitive because they're not one-dimensional. Everybody has this, like, image of Fnatic in their heads from, like, years past where they're just this, like, scale around, scale and build around Reckless, right? And they're not that team anymore. No, they're not. Like, they're not a Reckless-centric team anymore. They always have that as a backup plan. If anything, they're a Whippo-centric team this year. Yeah, I think they're Whippo and Broxa just, like, hard carry this team, like, straight up. And... It's it, it's so weird that they're like a non like and and Hilly too like their yeah. carries are like the least important players on this team now it's so bizarre right like we're just so not used to seeing that and they should be competitive at Worlds yeah they're 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 a good team and I think like for lack of better terms they get it like that's 
they, they, they can take risks. They can play straight up. Like they're versatile. They do everything really, really well. And, and they're aggressive and they're smart. Like I, they're, they're just a good team. Uh, I, I actually like Fnatic here. Like I'm probably going to bet Fnatic. Yeah. I think I like Fnatic here too. Yeah. Minus 182 is a pretty good number, I think. All right. Uh, then we have probably the most, so the Fnatic splice is probably the second most important game of the day because that's playing for the number two spot. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that, but. Uh, next, we have the most important game of the day, probably of the whole weekend, because it's probably going to be playing for... It really sets up all the scenarios. Yeah, it so sets up all the scenarios. We have Origin minus 189 against Rogue plus 142. <laughs> so, again, if Rogue... Yeah, if Rogue win this, they can set themselves up to win an in for playoffs, right? Yes. Because they have the head-to-head against Origin, they could potentially finish with the same record as Origin if they if they beat Origin here. So, um, do we think that's going to happen? Unlikely. Yeah, I, we talked about we've been talking about Rogue for a few weeks now. How I think they're overvalued a little too much. Uh, we we've been yo we rode this roller as a cast. By the way, we all did this. We rode this roller coaster exactly right. Like, we knew all the... You could have put a blindfold on us, and we knew all the turns when they were coming. We knew when all the loops were going to be coming. We knew it, right? We were just on... We we had this rogue team read like a book, right? Absolutely. And I think this might just be a case where we have to do, like, that reality check where it's like, I think I think some of us are going to, like, want rogue to win here, but they're, they're probably not going to, right? I want Rogue to win, but I don't think they're going to, and I'm not going to bet the game, though, I don't think. Yeah, I think minus – if this was 150, I'd probably pay it. If this was 160, I'd probably pay it. This is, like, a little – it's getting there. I don't know. I also feel way less good about paying 189 with Origin than I do with, like, Fnatic. Yeah, so, I, I don't think Origin's that good, but I don't think Rogue's that good either. <laughs> like, I think right now, like, we just did, like, the Madden ratings for, for the NA teams. Let's do, like, the Madden ratings for, like, the European teams, right? Like, I think G2 is, like, a 98 or 99. They're really yes. good. Like, they're well, rated just as far as they are in Europe? Yeah, jo- oh, just as far as they are in Europe, they're a 99 or 100. <laughs> like, they're Wayne Gretzky as far as I'm concerned. Like, Origin's, like, low 70s to me. Like, I don't think yeah, Origin yeah. is that good I think Origin – so here's the difference, and this is why I think, like, Europe's a little bit better this year. Is like, I think – so let's say, like, I, I would put G2 at, like, 99, if 99 is the max. We'll say G2 is 99. I think Fnatic's, like, a 90. Uh, I think Splice is, like, mid-80s, like, 85. I think Origin is, like, low 80s. I think Vitality I think are, like, the wild better. card, because I think Vitality are, like, low. Like, I think Vitality are, like, high 70s, but they've got, like, a couple superstar players that could, like, just pop off in any given game. I think Vitality and Shulk are both better than Origin. Uh, I think Origin is like a bottom playoff team. I think Origin are just like CLG, except in Europe you can't do that. <laughs> like that, no, seriously, right? Like Origin against CLG, Origin probably win, right? Like we yeah. Origin would be favored. Yeah, Origin yes. uh, CLG against Splice, same thing. Splice would be heavy favorites, probably, right? Yes, yeah, I think Splice. Well, Go ahead. Better confidence in Splice than Origin, but yes, uh, agreed, agreed. Um, again, like I think Splice is the third best team. I think they're like an eighty-five. I think they're definitely a couple O fanatic. Yeah, but I do think they're like at least slightly better, just based on consistency. I think than than these other teams. And, and Splice have also gotten better as the season's gone on, which some of these teams, most everybody else hasn't. Like I think everyone else has gotten worse besides Fnatic and G two. So, all right. Any takers on Rogue? 
I might be on Rogue just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, I don't think Origin is that good as well as what you guys all said. Um, just in general, I just feel like Rogue's early game is kind of sloppy. And Rogue is not obviously not any better, but I think just... You mean Origin's early match- game is sloppy? Yeah, but no, I think that mid mid lane matchup is going to be the crucial part for both teams. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I, we can say that the nuke duck is like a Bjergsen, but I think Larson just in general, has been, like, hard-carrying that team as well. And I think he's good enough to match Nuke Duck, in my opinion. And I don't know. I might just throw, like, maybe a half unit on Rogue just because how Origin has looked. You know what I mean? But So you, know, you think this is closer to a 50-50 than we do, right, Cal? Like I, I do, yeah. yeah. You, st- you think it's, like, 52-48 kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. That makes I sense. think that... The Bjergsen comparison for Nuke Duck is actually like perfect because I think Nuke Duck was hard carrying them in spring, and I think just the fact that he's not hard carrying them anymore is why they're not that good anymore. Yeah, like I don't think the rest of this team's that good. Everyone was praising Alfari so much in spring. I don't think Alfari's that good. I don't think Cold's that good. Mithy's awful, dude. I know I drew the comparison to CLG already, but like seriously. So here's here's the thing, right? Origin are CLG, but. Europe as a region got better over the sit over the season. NA got worse except for one team which got a little tiny bit better in in Hundred Thieves, right? Clutch gaming. Clutch gaming I think has been a lot better this season. Maybe maybe optic too, I guess, but like I think in general NA was that and stayed that. Europe at least got a little bit better. Yeah. And that's the difference. Like or if, if Origin were leading the pack in the first half of the race or, like, they were at the front of the pack, like, with, you know, G2 and Fnatic, like, whatever. If they were, like, in, like, near them, the rest of the Europe caught up to them. Whereas, I think, like, NA, it was just, like, CLG caught up and, like, passed the rest of the region because NA is a shit show this season. So, anyway. Uh, okay, so Calvin's on road. The rest of us think think Origin, but it's a little too rich to pay, right? Yeah. G2, minus 400 against Shaka, plus 276. Uh, neither of these teams have anything to play for, right? Shulka's yeah. locked. For... I kind of like Shulka. Shulka's locked for playoffs. G 2s locked number one seed, right? I wish this was like I yes. wish this was Splice or somebody instead of Shulka because Shulka is one of those teams that doesn't strike me as a team that like wants to have up. some fun. Yeah, well, they, right. they don't strike me as a team that wants to have fun. Like upset. If you ever see interviews with that guy. That guy's never had fun in his whole life. Oh, come on, you know man. <laughs> They're like, how's your life? And he's like, I play League of Legends. I play <laughs> carries, and I farm with them, and I try to get kills. Like, hey, he's like, oh, he looks like he's never had any fun in his life. Uh, he's so, this just doesn't stupid. seem like a team that's going to, like, if G2 takes a fun pick at the beginning, Shulk is not going to be like, oh, Shulk yeah. Shulk just going to be like Azir Corky. Karma Corky. Azir and Corky. Like, that's how unfun they are. They might draft both of them. Like, like so, I don't know. I wish it was anybody else because I liked the plus two seventy six against G two in the last week. So do do we think plus two? Yeah, plus two seventy six is like so good, especially because we we know G two is gonna. This is the, <laughs> the, the 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 they're on the they're on like the Ferris wheel, right? Where the Ferris wheel is like, <laughs> all right, all right, we trolled. Okay, we lost the game. Uh, we got to get back to reality, and then we're back up to the top of the hill, and we control again. Like that's. What it, <laughs> You know that with Fnatic winning on Garen, like you know. G2 <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no! Yeah, no! You're right. You're right. I'm. 
G2 wants to play Garen again bad. And so I want to take plus 276. I think I will. I think I'm going to bet Shalka plus two. Yeah, for the record, by the way, that was not the first time Garen Yumi has been played in professional play this season. Everyone was acting. It was the first time in a major region. It got played in um, EU Masters. Uh, and I, it, I don't know if it's EU, EU Masters. It was like one of the one of the smaller leagues in Europe. I think it was like UK. One of the UK teams played it. Because so Yumi actually helps Bruisers a lot. You can play like Yumi Yasuo, Yumi Garen, Yumi like all sorts of cheese picks bottom, and it actually works really really well. So. Uh, Olaf, you know. Anyway, just wanted just wanted like, the reality check, people. That's all. I have to slight. I have to, to to throw us off again for a minute. I had a question for Gelati related to yeah. the bot lane, weird bot lanes. Yes. Why are we not seeing Sona Karma? Sona Karma feels really, really good because when you do the Sona bot lane, the whole the whole premise of the Sona bot lane is that you're abusing double income items. Mm-hmm. So you're abusing a relic shield support and uh, spell, thief. spell thief's support. Like that's the. Well, whole... can't you just take klepto sona and spell thief's karma, and get and get your gold? Like, I I just watched it a couple times and I just played it with my wife a little bit and I was just theorizing about it. Like that lane is so mobile, so sustainable, and like can easily get the sona. Like Tom Kench versus versus karma. I don't understand why you would rather have Tom Kench. Uh, because, that's my big question. Because later in the game. Because later in the game, that's why. And and again, again like the relic shield, like I can't I can't state enough like just how important like the the relic shield thing is. Like that's the reason when we were seeing Sona Tarek, why the Tarek was the farmer. Like the Sona wasn't the farmer in that lane. Yeah. Like that's why Tarek would have like sixty CS and she would have like twenty five, right? Yeah. Even though she was the one like quote unquote farming. Because the relic shield one is splitting the gold, like you're just adding gold to the game is is what it does. So when you add gold to the game and you have both the added like the added gold on both in the same lane, it amplifies everything like for the rest of the game, and it basically makes it creates extra gold for your team that didn't exist before. So okay, um, that's part of it. Uh, we've seen uh, what did we see? We saw Sona something. I think it was Sona Lux. I think we saw like once or twice. I it think I'm pretty sure Griffin played Sona Lux. Griffin or Sandbox played Sona Lux this season. I need to watch that. What it felt to me like was that the Sona Tarek, the strength of it when I was watching, was that the late game team fights were so hard to lose because they would go heal, heal, Tarek ult would pop off, then heal, heal, and there was just a huge percentage of time where you basically couldn't damage their team. Yeah. And then when they switched to playing Sona Tom Kench, I just felt like that just wasn't happening, and so they were just losing. And Sona Karma does the same thing because it's like heal shield heal shield and like sticks with the like we're very hard to beat in late game fights that I just wasn't getting when I was watching yeah, the Yeah but it's also so the thing with karma is like as as difficult as it, as it is to beat in late game fights it's also not like a hard no button like it's not a stop sign True yeah it's not like, a vulnerability. it's just a shield it's not like literally you can't damage me you know and I don't know. It, it's there's a lot more. There's a lot more detail to go into. We we've actually discussed this like off the cast before about like why pe- why we swap like why the swap to Tom Kench happened over Tarek. And that's, yeah, it's like, just a whole been something that confused me. Sona Tarek had such a high win rate, and I've not been impressed when I watched Sona Tom Kench. Like I never felt like it was the same, and so yeah. I was just wondering why they felt like it was a suitable replacement. Well, the 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 argument there's a lot of arguments for it, but like 
it's it's too it's admitting too much defeat is like the best way to describe it. Like <laughs> going Sonataric right again. A lot of it is that the bot lane meta has changed too. Like Varus is back, Callista is back, Volibear. Like it's really hard to play Tarek against Yumi. Period. Like you just can't really. That makes sense. So you got to remember too when they were doing that. Like Yumi wasn't like out yet. Yeah. So. Um, that's mm-hmm. another aspect. There, there's a lot of different aspects. Lucian is now a pick again that's, like, really, really relevant. And, you know, uh, the other thing is, too, like, the scaling options are almost better a lot of the time, too. Like, if you're just going to play an Ezreal lane, just play an Ezreal lane and do that job, like, a little bit safer. Uh, it's still okay. fine. Like, the Sona strategy is still fine. Sona's been, The thing is, Sona's been nerfed, and since she's been nerfed, she's still seen play. So yeah. she's fine. It's playable. It's an option. It's just not so good that you have to play it now. That's all. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's like a, an extra tool in your toolbox kind of situation now. It's an option okay. instead of it's an option instead of a requirement. And we talked about the Sonataric thing. If anybody wants to know about that, they can ask me, and I'll go on some Twitter, you know, rant about it. But it's really, <laughs> it, it's really, really complicated, and it's like a lot of like higher level stuff that doesn't pertain to like you know your solo queue games or anything. So Saturday, uh, G two minus six twenty five, Excel plus three eighty nine, same logic. Yeah, Excel wanting to care and it's this seems like this game has a super high Fiesta potential. Oh, and I always yes. think Fiestas are like fifty fifty ish. So I think I like that. Is a tasty two. number too. Yeah, I might bet against G two both times this weekend. Yeah, this is a uh, this is the half unit special that's been just destroying for me in Europe this season. <laughs> I've done so well in Europe, just dropping like one or like half a unit or one unit on these like plus three hundred dogs this season, like betting clown fiestas more or less. Uh, Cal, what do you think on this one? Anything? Nope. Chris, anything? <laughs> uh, oh, it seems like a gold mine for DFS, by the way. It is, and I will take either side at this point because I think G two can give up kills like they usually. They've shown that last week against Misfit, and they were great value. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, betting wise, no. Yes, yeah, I like Excel. I don't know; it's enough. So I mean, for, yeah, for I think for the rest of these. Excel. For the rest of these, let's just go. We'll just go through because, like, I, I really don't think there's too much to talk about here. The only other one, so splice minus three eighty five, Misfits plus two eighty two sixty seven. Yeah, nothing there. Nothing. Nothing there. Now, well. Fnatic minus two seventy, Rogue plus one ninety seven. If Rogue wins against Origin. Origin, then this is a little interesting. Uh, if Rogue maybe actually, if Rogue win and Fnatic lose, this is really interesting because now Fnatic they're not going to catch Splice. I don't think right. Even if they win and Splice manage to lose, they would be wanting wins. to win this game uh, if. If Splice beat them and then loses to Misfits, then they would want to win. But if Splice beat them and then beat Misfits, they have nothing to play for here. But, like, they're going to be prepared for the game anyway. So I think don't automatically assume Rogue win this because they have to win and Fnatic don't care. Fnatic's still way better than them. Yeah, they're still way better than them. They're still going to be prepared for that game. Like, they're going to – it's the game before. Like, they're going to be prepared to play. You know, it's not like it's going to be that big of a difference. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm betting that game. Yeah, even if even if Rogue needs to win, I don't think I'm betting him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Shalka minus one fifty nine, Vitality plus one twenty two. There's a there is a universe where Vitality need to win this. I think there is a universe where that happens, but I just think Vitality's better than Shalka. I do too. True. I'm just gonna take Vitality at plus one twenty two. I think they're close. 
I think, I think Shulk is really a little cool. more. I think Shulk is a little more consistent. I think Vitality's higher ceiling, but I think it's not. They're not mutually exclusive, you know. I mean, if Vitality wants to get into the playoffs with momentum, since they're such a big momentum-based team, yeah. this is the game they want to win. I agree, and that's the right way to put it. The way that you put it, Gelati. I don't necessarily think that Vitality's like better than Shalka, so to speak. I think they have a higher ceiling than Shalka, and Shalka is a more consistent. I think on an average day, Shalka might be it's better. It's the LG clutch thing again. It's the same yeah, thing. but I think. Vitality has a higher ceiling, so in a spot like this, I think I take the higher ceiling at plus 122. Yeah, agreed, especially this late in the season. Uh, Origin minus 244, SK Gaming plus 183. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, Europe, Europe is kind of chalky unless some weird stuff happens. So, uh, Where do we see where we're going next? Uh, LPL next. Uh, LPL, we have the final week in the LPL. Um let me pull up this real quick just to remind myself of the playoff implications. Okay, so... Uh, There's some interesting stuff going on there. So, see, I don't think so. Just for three teams. It's it's just for T.O.P., Royal, and Billy Billy. <laughs> no, it's just for L.N.G., W.E. Oh, okay, okay. Don't you dare say that name on this cast. I don't care about... I don't actually care about, like, who gets second and whatever. I, I, I take light note of that. But the interesting thing for me is the actual who's going to get the eighth spot. Okay, so we'll just uh, so yeah, let's do this at the top then. So Fun Plus have locked first place. They're they have a bye to semifinals. That's just it's it's in right. It, yep. Well deserved. The Fun Plus Revenge Tour is reminiscent of the New York uh, the New England Patriots. <laughs> you know, the year after a down year where they just remind everybody why they are who they are again, and uh, good for them. Fun Plus, Fun Plus did this for all of us. For all of us that lost money in that JDG series, Fun, <laughs> Fun Plus delivered an amazing season, and they've been a, a real joy to watch. So that is their gift in return to us. I don't know how you bet Fun Plus last season. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to go into this? Because I'm not going to go into this. <laughs> all right. So Fun Plus have locked first. This, the fight for second is between... It's between T.O.P. and RNG. I, I don't think Billy Billy can get there. Uh, they would need T.O.P. to lose out and RNG to lose. They would need three losses in a row. And they would need to be... I don't think they can catch RNG. Because even if RNG lose 0-2, they have game differential. So Yeah, they can't. They can't so get Billy Billy can't get the two seed. So the two seed is between T.O.P. and Royal. Um, T.O.P. has two series left. Royal has one series left, um, which we will get to momentarily. Uh, EDG and Sooning are both locked for playoffs, um, locked in the five and six spot, which means they can't improve to get buys by getting to three and four, and they can't get knocked out of playoffs either. So EDG and Sooning have nothing to play for right now. They're just in playoffs. They're going to have to play in the first round is what it is. Um, the interesting spot is set. So we have Invictus at seven, LNG at eight. Uh, Invictus has a series lead. Uh, and then WE at nine, but LNG and WE are both seven and seventh, one series left to play. So, and JDG is six and eight with one series left to play. Don't forget about JDG. Please forget about JDG. If they win, here's what JDG needs. They need, <laughs> to, win two, they need to win, especially 2-0, and they need these other two teams to lose, LNG and WE. Hashtag the fix is in. <laughs> Something just popped up in my mind. Huh? Something just popped up in my mind. Is the playoff system still the first round? Whoever's the higher seed gets an automatic win map. 
No, it's just side no, selection. No, no. It's side selection? Okay. Yeah, so they get side selection in games 1, 3, and 5. Okay. So they have an extra so, game of side selection. So that doesn't matter yes. the way they're seated. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, but in, in the LPL, there's uh they have buys to the different rounds. It's not a gauntlet like the LCK, but like 1 and 2 have a buy to semifinals. Uh, three and four have a bye to quarterfinals, and then the rest have to play. So, I would say if you wanted to make it short for the viewers, most likely scenario is Team WE beats Victory Five, and LNG loses to Suning, which puts Team WE in. If LNG beats Suning, they're locked. And then the mo- the least likely scenario is JDG wins, the other two teams lose, and JDG sneaks in on their like. 10% or 5% or whatever they are. So, one of the things we haven't talked about, I think probably because we're assuming that they win against Rogue Warriors, but if Invictus somehow lose to Rogue Warriors, so if Invictus lose to Rogue Warriors and LNG just win, let me see, what is it? If, if LNG and WE win and Invictus loses to Rogue Warriors, Invictus is out of playoffs. Right. Invictus would have to lose O two, I think. They would have to lose O two, and these other teams would just have to win. Oh, no, see. WE would have to win two O. LNG would just have to win. Wow. Yeah, I think because I'm then like WE would go up to eight and six. Same thing. And they would uh, you know what? No, they so Invictus needs to exactly lose O two. WE needs to exactly two O. LNG just needs to win in any fashion in order for that to happen. Just saying, it's a possibility. I, it's not very likely because I think they're just going to smash Rogue Warriors. Because if we... they won two, if they if they lose one two and WE wins two one, that will still force uh, the other tiebreaker. What's their head to head? WE won the head to head. Yeah. So if if WE wins two, if WE wins at all, and Invictus loses one two, WE will beat them. So Invictus, I guess, has to win. Invictus needs to I win mean, well, a game, right? They need to win. win. They need to win their series if both WE and LNG win. Yeah, they need to win their series to secure it, but they need to win a game and have other things go exactly as necessary to that. Whatever. Yeah, Yeah, they need to win. It's against Rogue Warriors. Warriors. I wasn't actually ruling that out, but wouldn't it be the most Invictus thing ever? Yes. No, No, the most Invictus thing ever is to lose game one of that series. That's the most Invictus thing ever. The most JDG thing ever would be JDG just needs to win a single game to get into playoffs, and they lose 0-2 to Rogue Warriors. That would be the most JDG thing ever. But then they would beat Fun Plus Phoenix 2-0, uh, you know, or 3-0 or something. <laughs> a magical third game appears in the regular season. They have to play uh, they, they, they 3-0. <laughs> Whatever needs to happen, Invictus will make it happen. Yeah. All right. So let's go through this because uh, now, now with that in mind, we can go through this. So fun plus Phoenix uh, minus eleven eleven against Dominus plus five forty four. I think the relevant number here is the Dominus plus one point five is at plus one eighty three. Dominus have looked pretty good. Uh, they they can't get into playoffs at this point, but they they've been playing with a lot of pride and they legit kind of look good. I it, it it's sad that you kind of wait. It's like the hundred Thie- oh not hundred thieves quite, but. Uh, you, you kind of wish that they made this change earlier because they actually look like they would have been one of these teams competing for a playoff spot, but they just can't now. Uh, do we think Dominus can get a game here? Fun Plus don't really ha- Fun Plus literally have nothing to play for. Not that that has stopped them at all this season. I don't think and, so. Yeah, anybody except Fun Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, I'm not betting against Fun Plus. Team's too fun. They're just too. They're just so good. By the way, so by the way, um, just a little futures update. But Fun Plus are the favorite to win worlds now. Everywhere that I've looked. Mm. Yeah. So they are the favorite to win worlds, and you know what? I I can't blame people for thinking that because this this team does not care. They don't care what the meta says. They don't care what other teams are doing. They don't care what motivations are there. They don't care if they have nothing to play for. They don't care if the other team's good, the other team's bad. They they do not care. They're just having fun. They are just stomping everybody. <laughs> I would st- love, love to see them win Worlds. That would be a great team to Dude, win Worlds. Yeah. I would love it. Because you, you know why it would be a great team for them to win Worlds? Because you know watching the tournament would be a blast with them if they're going oh, that far. And, and I think they're going me- to. Can you imagine Doinby's reaction if he wins Worlds? Oh my, oh my god! god. Yeah. He's gonna, go, he's gonna literally go Super Saiyan. So, <laughs> uh, top. So nobody thinks Dominus gets a game here. These are big numbers, dude. Uh, I think they could. I mean, I mean, they have officially locked up exactly number one. So they have side selection through the finals. If there's yeah. a spot for them to not play for anything or clown around or start subs or something, this is it. I don't think they will. You, I, I don't think they're going to mess up a good thing. This team hasn't shown any evidence of that all season. So, top minus sixteen sixty seven. Wow. Against OMG plus seven fourteen. This is a gin air number. Good God. Uh, OMG to take a game at plus two forty three. Not for me. Top are going to be battling for the number two seed. Actually, if top just need to win this. And they get number two because they have a series in tow, I think, right? Uh, no, well, I guess they have to play out. Yeah, because their last series is against FPX. Yeah, and if they lose, then and then Royal RNG could, win. could still take over. Yeah, okay. So I think they're going to take the game very seriously. Yeah. I actually said earlier in the week that I think TOP is going to beat FPX, but <laughs> I don't, I don't rule that out. TOP have looked really, really good, even with the subs in. Like their subs think, have yeah. been really good too. I know. So you know, given how this season's gone. It's a slight tangent, but given how this season's gone, I'm actually really surprised that TOP and RNG are close in the standings because Royal has not, like, blown me away this season yep. at all. Yeah. Like, I, a bunch of times, I feel like I've seen RNG lose, like, ten times. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas t- TOP, I don't feel like I've seen them lose at all. And so somehow, I don't know how those teams are so close in game differential. It's so vastly different in how I feel about their seasons. It's probably investment, too. Like, I know I've had a lot more money invested in RNG games this season just because the odds have been good a lot of the time. Top top has looked very good. That's my point. I want to say it's a strength of schedule thing, too. I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, well, everybody plays everybody now, so it's not like it used to be. Like, everybody plays everybody once, but it could have just been the pacing of the schedule, too. Like, maybe maybe RNG played all the bad teams early, so you weren't really caring that much. Exactly. That's kind of the impression I got. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's... No. it's ONG's been so bad, by the way. I, we, we, we all had to kind of, like, you know, eat our hats on OMG and Rogue Warriors a bit. I, these teams just suck. Can we, can we just say that? I mean, I know it's the end of the season. It doesn't matter at this point, but, like, these teams suck. I still think Rogue Warriors is all right. I completely abandoned OMG. I think Rogue Warriors is still, like... They're not like a playoff team, but they're like better than a lot of these other non-playoff teams. I think. Are they though? Because like, <laughs> I guess so they won John's, yesterday. But what John is saying, there might be like that little in between tier from the bottom to the. Next so their team, so their team, so they're so Rogue Warriors are tier four point five. They're not tier five. I mean, 
They're a D plus instead of an F, right? They have like pretty similar game score to Dominus. Mm. And I actually think they're about that same level. Yeah, I guess. You got to remember Dominus. I don't want to say Dominus only played half a season, but they kind of only played half a season too. They threw a lot of games at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um. Saturday. So we have the 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 back to back triple headers this week. Uh, for the last week in the uh, LPL, which I kind of missed from last year, to be honest. Like the game starting at one a.m. because you go out on a Friday night, you come back, you got the LPL on until you pass. Yeah, you kind of catch it. Yep. So um. So we have Saturday morning very early. We have RNG minus seven sixty nine. Is actually I don't know if I, don't don't quote me on the very early part, but we have triple header. RNG minus seven sixty nine. JDG plus four forty one. JDG plus one point five. Is it plus one forty four? I'm really trying to decide if I want to just bet on JDG in this game or not. I four forty one. I think for the sake of like the health of my heart, I'm just going to stay away from this. <laughs> this has this has this is just like. This takes, like, my favorite things in the universe, and it's, like, on a string with a box hanging over it, right? Like, it's just sitting there. It's like, come on, man. Let's go. Come on. I know you want to bet this minus 200. I know you do. I know. Orangey? Orangey, you're going to be motivated to get the number two seed. Come on. Just come and get it. This is exactly the kind of situation where JD. They might not be. Hold on a second. If T.O.P. wins 2-0 the day before, they're out of the race. No, because they have to play Fun Plus. So, so RNG, RNG only have yeah, only right. have this match to play. TOP have two matches to play. You're right. So Royal needs to win. Yeah, I probably just avoid this one. I don't think I'm going to bet the minus one point five. Yeah, this is. I'll probably put the minus one point five in parlays because there's a chance that JDG, especially if R, if RNG win the first game, I think JDG is just stone cold done. Right, like they're just out. I don't know. I, I got to go back and review it, but I'm not. This is probably not not betting it, but I'll probably include the RNG minus 1.5 in parlays, like bigger parlays. WE minus 435. Victor, uh, victory 5 plus 285. This game actually matters uh, a lot. Um, this is the one WE needs to win. Yeah, WE, I think it's just a winning in, right, for them? Like outside well, of really weird things. If LNG wins their match, they beat WE pretty much no matter what. So either way, WE has to win this game. Yeah, they, and they need to win it 2-0. And they're going to be motivated to win it 2-0, too. So, uh, and Victory 5. <laughs> dude, I I like the idea of the, the dueling solo lanes, but when neither of them are that, like, I don't know. Because they, they brought back, what's it called, dude? Is it, was it then they brought back Morgan? Yes. Are they, are they, uh, no, they didn't bring back. They're they're playing Morgan, right? Is that yeah? They're that playing is? Morgan. Uh, oh no, they're playing Otto. Morgan was on. Um, He's on so, WE, right? Oh no, Otto's no, on V five. Otto's on V five. That's what Otto's I was thinking on V five. Yeah, Otto's who uh, I'm thinking of. Otto's the one I'm talking about. So, I mean, maybe I don't he's think got I've something to prove. WE looks really, really good. I've been impressed with them. Like, I actually want them to make playoffs. I think I think they are the eighth team. They're the favorite right now, I'd say. They really just need to beat Victory 5, yeah. preferably 2-0, and I think they will. They're also the team that I want to be in playoffs, so I'm a little biased there as well. Uh, we talked about this one a little bit. Invictus minus 714 against Rogue Warriors, plus 425. The IG minus 1.5 is at minus 189. I mean... Not bad. IG minus 1.5, yeah, so no I, the thing is, The thing is, IG don't need to 2-0. They just need to win mm. like in any way, so... This is going to be another lay-in start, I would assume. Like, they're going to start the subs. Maybe they put Lucas in for a game or something. Like, we don't know. So, 
Uh, I think even then they beat Rogue Warriors, so... Uh, that's going to be a pass from me. I think the only way to look at this, like, Cal, are you going to be on Rogue Warriors here? This seems like a spot you you might like them. The plus 1.5. Plus 138 on for Rogue Warriors to take a game. That's not terrible. Yeah. Nothing? Anybody? Okay. Nothing from me. Bueller? <laughs> Sunday, we have another triple header. LGD minus 196 against Vici, plus 146. LGD minus 1.5 is at plus 140. Dude, I... I think LGD are worse than the – I think the casters just like LGD. I don't think LGD is that good. No, I don't think they're very good either. I think the entire LPL casting desk, they all love LGD. Like, I think they've all, like, been hearing st- – I think somebody is slipping them Kool-Aid that's got, like, like – it's, like, Garvey-flavored Kool-Aid. It's, like, Garvey <laughs> – it's, like, Garvey and Bodyman-flavored, you know, Kool-Aid, where it's, like, oh, man, these guys are so good, and they're going to be super good, and they're going to be hyped and hyped. And like, dude, you know what this is? Those two players are, like, the most LPL players ever, and they drive me crazy. Like, they're just like, nah, I'm not supposed – I'm supposed to catch this wave. Nope, let's take it all in. Oh, it worked out. I look like a god. You were not right to do that, but guess what? You looked good, so everybody likes it. You got away LGD with murder. LGD just haven't been winning either. It's not like LGD has been really good. No, LGD haven't been winning. Really They've been taking bad. games, so people – it I'm feels bad. like they're winning. Right? That's what it is. That's that what is. it is. It feels like they're winning, especially for us because they've probably burned a bunch of us for money because we probably bet two O's against them. And well, I this whole series, this feels like a no no to me. Yeah, this, this whole is, series. This is Are you talking about the VG game? VG LGD, yeah. Oh, dude, VG LGD. You think VG's winning? Yeah, VG's winning. VG did look pretty good in their last series. I'll give them credit. I mean, pretty good relative to VG. Harlan looked really good coming to sub in. Which is kind of scary. Can you say that sentence but, again real quick? Harlow looked good coming in after game one. <laughs> which is funny to say. People, um, like, are shitting on Vici all season, but Vici has one less game win than LGD. Yeah. And, and yeah. Vici has more game wins than OMG. Also, Vici, I think, have won, like, three or four games recently, too. Yeah, they've been taking games off people. I could definitely see a Vici bet. I don't think I'm going to do it, but I could definitely see it. Well, they... What's it called? Um, It's like... A rumble meta and uh Shalitza is is pretty good like a good rumble player like a not a one trick but like it's like a pocket pick so and Q was doing pretty well too before that they put they played Shalitza in the last series though so I don't know this is too bad it's the LPL and it's two bad teams at the end of the season just stay away I think probably probably bet the overkill total <laughs> uh, I heavy, do like heavy, betting the overkill heavy fiesta not- potential there uh, Sooning LG, L, uh, Sooning LNG, uh, winning in for LNG, I would think, right? Maybe. Yeah, this is like a straight up winning in for LNG. Because even if WE win LNG, is that the case? If I'm trying to figure out if WE just like lock it up if they get in, no, it's not going to no, be because even no. if LG, if, even if WE two o LNG could two o and win. If LNG even two ones, they have an advantage over WE right now. If they two one and WE two O's, that ties them, and LNG has the head to head. Oh, so so they, LNG just has to win. So and they're in. WE needs to two O, and LNG needs to lose for WE to get in. God, that's such a bummer. No, I want to see LNG. WE just has to. It do, if LNG loses, then WE just has to win. Those yeah. the scores don't matter. Yeah. If LNG wins and WE wins, LNG's in no matter what. So LNG just needs to win. All right. Sooning don't have anything to play for, but that hasn't really. 
are Sooning enough better to overcome that is the point. I don't know if any of these mid-table teams are, to be honest. Like, my gut would say EDG and Invictus just because, like, name brand value in the players, but, like, they haven't Sooning looked is, the part. Sooning is another one of those teams that's going to ruin the fun for me a little bit here because I feel like Sooning is another one of those teams like Shalka that just, like, does not want to go out and have fun ever. Yeah. Like, their, their style is not, like, a fun style team. So I don't expect them to troll around here. I think they'll just play their best, and I think they'll probably win. Yeah, they're just going to play stock. I mean, this is probably a 2-1 Sooning win would be my guess. Yeah, I'm at I think... I'm at least 2-0 Sooning. Am I biased because I want WE to be in, though? Like, I think Sooning just take this seriously. and I, I, think, I think if Sooning take this 80% seriously, they probably still beat LNG. Yeah, like LNG. So I we I've been kind of all over the place with LNG this season, and it's kind of it's because they're in a weird spot. Like I, I think that I've been pretty steadfast on wh- what I think of them, but it's kind of hard to describe it. But like LNG overachieved my expectations early, and I I moved. I, I admitted I didn't want to say I admitted defeat, but I changed my expectation and said, okay, this is firmly a middle of the table team now. Going into the season, so they have overachieved, but I also think that at the beginning of the season they were way overachieving, and I think that they were due for some regression. So when I was betting against them to fall back down to earth, so to speak, I didn't think they were a bad team. I just didn't think they were as good as they were, right? Yeah. That said, like, Sooning were – it's so weird that these two teams are going to come down to this game, right? Because these two teams are, like, kind of, like, from a narrative standpoint, like, really interesting for us because Sooning – we were all really disappointed in, and they've just been quietly putting in the work and like winning, right? Yes. Yep. And yes, Sooning have Sooning have been like, sh- you know, more or less shutting us up all year, right? Not all year, but like all summer season, right? Mm-hmm. Just been quietly beating who they're supposed to beat for the most part, losing to who they're supposed to lose, and that means they're going to be a playoff team, which is what we thought this team would be in the springtime, right? Yes. So I don't. I think Sooning win this, but like it's it feels. Is this too aggressive on the money line? Like, I, I really do think they win this, but maybe LNG just get up for it. Yeah, I think I'm not going to bet it only because LNG should be more motivated. I think in a normal game, minus 182 for Sunning is something I'd take here. But because LNG has a little extra motivation, I'll probably just stay away. I think it's worth noting that Sunning played this morning, too. So, though, so LNG has had literally all week to prepare for this. Yeah. Like, LNG's last game was... One second. LNG's last game was it, did they play Monday? I think they played Monday. LNG hasn't played in a week. Is that Yeah, accurate? they haven't played in a while. Is that accurate? Yeah, they haven't played I since haven't last seen. Wednesday. They're going to have like a ten, they're going to have 10 days off to prepare for this game. Yeah, and they need I to win it. Th- I didn't see that until just now. I'm like kind of feeling LNG now. Not because, of, not because Sooning have nothing to play for, but 10 days is insane. During the regular season, you never get 10 days to prepare unless there's like an international tournament. Doesn't RNG always get 10 days? It feels like it. <laughs> it does seem like RNG, it. No, RNG had like the 22-day break or whatever it was, right? Or 20-day or whatever. All right. I barely see them. I, I'm sort of leaning like LNG now. That is a lot of time to prepare. That's I also didn't realize so it was much that time, and the patch hasn't. Sh- and they had to know this whole time that this was basically going to be a win and end. So yeah, they're taking this extremely seriously. You might be right, actually. I think you might have come. I might come around I mean, on LNG. EDG kind of. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to. Watch. 
this is bad because I didn't get a chance to watch this morning's games. I had to listen to them. Because uh, like, uh, did EDG stomp this morning, or was it like a pretty close 2-0? It was stomped. EDG just stomped them? <laughs> Not the first game. Yeah, it was a 50-minute game? What? Yeah, stunning through the first game. Okay, so this could have been like a 2-1. I also think the second game of that EDG Sooning game was like, it got out of hand quick, but Sooning, like, it felt like Sooning didn't play their style in the early game. They tried something a little bit different and be more aggro, and they got punished hardcore. But they slowed down the tempo a lot throughout the mid-game, and they're getting picks left and right, and they're setting up pretty well. But it's just that, I forgot the one team fight they messed up, but, you know, they were on pace to literally come back against EDG. They're only they're only down like four K gold at one point too. So I just I EDG think just I, shut I, the door really fast. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. Twenty yeah. So I I honestly think Sunni can two zero here in my opinion after after what happened. Okay, so. I mean I don't know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and make sure. But I'm like leaning LNG now. Ten days is a long time to prepare. Yeah, and like, I definitely think Sooning's a better team. I just don't know if they're that much better to be like this heavily favored after ten days with them having played. They've played two series since then. Like they've played two series on this patch. EDG they played against EDG and Fun Plus. So like they've so so LNG have gotten to see two uh, admittedly different teams than them paint a picture of how to beat this team. I don't know. I'm I, I like that a lot, but let's go to the last game. Uh Fun Plus minus two thirteen, TOP plus one fifty seven. Uh TOP presumably gonna be still playing for the number two seed? If TOP beat OMG, which I think we're assuming is happening, TOP could win this and just lock the number two seed up because they'll have an extra series win over RNG. Because RNG yep. only have one more series left to play. I think FPX is going to dream crush them here. Yeah, I, I don't think FPX is taking this series off. I think they want to dream crush. Yeah, I don't think FPX is going to take the series off. I just think like I think TOP are really goddamn good. Like I, just, they're not going to, and this is going to be playoff atmosphere. Like. I, I think FBX went to zero. I'm there, thinking about betting it that way. If, if you want, if you want to go down narrative street a little bit, you could say that Fun Plus choke in big games like this. But it's not a big mm. game for them, though. So, like, I, I almost like FPX more when they're just chilled out doing their thing. I think I'm going to bet the FPX minus 1.5. I know Calvin is vastly disagreeing with me, but I think that's what I'm going to bet. Calvin, you mentioned earlier you like TOP here. Like, why? Is it just the value? Um. What else is valid? I think TOP can just win outright at this point uh, later in the game. I think they're both like, just like really good. You know, FPX is playing their style, and I'm not sure they're like really not the type of team that would quit, but or like just you know just end this end this uh, season with just like messing around. But TOP, I mean, really does need like they do need to win. And this last series that they played was kind of like weird at first, but like Logan like came back and was just. An animal. Dude, Logan was an absolute like, machine he, in that series. That was like the, probably the best game ever. <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance to go back and watch TOP's last series, Logan just puts on a clinic of how to like how to play AD carry. Like the guy's just <laughs> yeah. a machine. Just man. TOP is just like you just think of like a cogged machine and FPX as well. But I feel like TOP is just a lot smoother in just their coordination and their roams and just team fights. I think they're just. Probably, I think, in my opinion, I think they're the cleanest team. As, as, like just watching them outside of you know a couple of, a couple of teams, but I think they're 
I think they can really come out and beat FPX. I think T.O.P. try to play a lot like Griffin. They're, like, not quite as reluctant to fight because they're an LPL team, but, like, they want to play that style. They can do both. So, like, stylistically, this seems like a bad matchup for T.O.P., but, like, I think it's the kind of situation where if they if they don't get down too hard early, they just win. And like you said, they can play both styles. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. We, we, we've seen it before. So, so like, let's fun. let's like thought experiment this because, like, y- yeah, you could argue one way. If you think if if you have an inkling of of if one team's going to be motivated and the other one's not in this series, by all means, bet it. Right? I think we all agree there. Right? Definitely. But say like, what if this is a playoff match? We end up seeing like at some point. How are we capping? Like, ignore any other. Like, this is the playoff series right now today. Uh, I think those money lines are completely fair. Yeah, yeah, I I think yeah. that's right. Like, I, I think I, FPX is minus two hundred ish favorite. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like, I I think it's it's like I think it's probably three to like one point eight FPX. My big thing with this series, and you'll see me do this a lot in the LPL, is I don't think it's almost ever the case that the difference between the chance that they win two zero and the chance that they win two one is this big. Where yeah. them to win the series is minus two thirteen, but to win two zero is plus one thirty two. Yeah. That's a huge gap, and I don't think the chance that they lose one game but win the series is that big. Yeah, this is so, like a this is like a system kind of situation, right? Where it's yeah, like, I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet FPX money line. I'm not going to, but I probably will bet FPX minus one point five. I don't know where I'm going to be at on this one. I guess I'm going to wait and see how. I don't know. Fun to speculate. This is because like this should be a good series. Like I think both these teams are going to be taking this seriously, so it's kind of like a potential playoff preview too. So maybe this is just a popcorn game for me. I would lean top just because the spot and the value I think is there. I don't know. Do I actually do think they're going to win outright though? We'll see. I guess I don't know. It's just a lean. I don't know. I have to. I have to look at it. LCK week ten. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, so the LCK, uh, Griffin are locked for playoffs, but not locked for first place. Uh, I'll just quickly go over these real quick. i got to refresh my... So Griffin are currently locked for a playoff seed. They are the only team in the LCK that has locked a playoff spot going into wow. the final week, which is That's insane. Really incredible. Which is Weird. insane, right? <laughs> And they're sharing a lot. They share an eleven and five record with three other teams or two other teams. So, yeah, the LCK has been absolutely nuts this summer. Uh, everyone's taking games off everyone, but Griffin, just based on the tiebreakers and game difference, they're a plus twelve game differential, and they have tiebreakers over a few teams. So they have locked a playoff spot, but not first. With a win over Jin Air. Uh, so. Griffin have the easy. Griffin play Jin Air and Hanwha. In the last, they play they play Griffin and Jin Air and uh, or they play Hanwha and Jin Air in the last two series, right? Uh, pretty easy schedule. If you assume they're going to two zero, that they are going to be the number one seed more than likely. So, uh, then you have Damwon and Sandbox, who are the other two teams at eleven ser- uh, eleven wins. They both have two series left to play. Each of them both play SK Telecom. And then they play uh, – Damon plays Gen G and Sandbox plays – I forget who. They play SK Telecom. 
Uh, they both play SKT and Sandbox plays uh, who are they playing? KT Rolster. KT Rolster tomorrow. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the other telecom team. So, uh, and then we have SK Telecom who have two series left to play also, but they have they're at ten and six. They need to SKT need to win both series to guarantee a playoff spot, uh, but they could get in with a one like if they win one. Uh, they have to win one. Uh, if they actually want to secure and lock it up, they have to win two. Um, and that's if what did I say? If Gen G, if Gen G or Freak could lose their match, they could get in with a one-one. Like either of their matches. King Zone is not mathematically eliminated, but they're at nine and eight. So we have a Freak and Gen G at ten and seven. They have one series left to play. Uh, Afrika plays Hamwa. Gen G plays Damwon. Uh, they have to win. Uh, they have to win, and things need to go in their direction in order to get in, right? So, especially because they're exactly tied. They're both 10-7 and 7 with the same game differential. So, um, I don't know who owns the head-to-head there. I can check real quick. Damn one. Tied. You know, Genji and Afrika are tied, so there would be an actual tiebreaker match if that came down to that. Uh, Kingzone are not mathematically limited, eliminated, but at 9-8 and eight with one series left to play, they basically have to 2-0 because they're four games behind, and they would need both Afrika and Genji to lose. Preferably lose 0-2. Uh, so, Kingzone are not mathematically eliminated, but they're, there's a very, very long chance that they make it. Um... It's looking if I had to break it down and give like a TLDR on this, it's looking like it's gonna be exactly the, the five that we see right now, which is Griffin, Damwon, Sandbox, SK Telecom, and Afrika. That's my read on it. But uh really everything is so close that any off result is just gonna throw this completely haywire. Yeah, this is wild. It's just looking really, at all this, it's really crazy. It's Especially because like a lot of these teams play each other. Yeah, so, exactly. That's, so, what, that's what makes it crazier. So SK Telecom is at 10-6 and six right now, right? But they play the two team, two of the teams ahead, and they play Damwon and Sandbox, right? If SK Telecom win against Damwon and Sandbox, they can leapfrog potentially as high as first place if Griffin drop a game, but they're probably not going to. Uh, SK Telecom more than likely uh, – if I had to guess right now, the ending result of this is going to be – Griffin number one seed, SK Telecom number two seed. Probably it's going to be Damwon or or Sandbox at three or four. Uh, really, it's like fifty fifty. It's it's whatever one punts a game is going to be fourth seed. Uh, and then I think a freaker are going to end up getting in because I think Genji is going to lose to Damwon. So that's the crazy picture in the LCK. The shortest way I can explain it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a wild spot. It's, no it's way really nuts. If you if you if you haven't watched it, this is going to be like one of those spots where, uh, like in the LCS last split, where you have to get out the folding grid paper and you have to have like all the, the you have to fold the paper down when somebody gets out and everything. So, uh, so with that in mind, we'll just go through the games here. So Griffin minus twenty five hundred against Jin Air. Nobody cares. You have to you have to lay four thirty five for Griffin to two zero pass. Yep. Uh, I didn't yeah. look at the game time, but the game time under is actually probably pretty reasonable there. Yeah, no reason to mess with that one, I don't think. Afrika minus 278 against Hamwa Life, plus 199. The Afrika minus 1.5 is at plus 108. So Afrika must win. Uh, I mean, there's a universe where they don't have to, but they, they basically should. They, they have to win uh, to yeah. guarantee. If they win, they have a very good chance of just, like, guaranteeing it because I, 
I don't think Genji or Genji could could catch them, but I think Genji are going to have a much harder matchup. So they have to play against Damwon. You got to like minus one point five, don't yeah, you? Yeah, ha- Hanwha have looked better, but I think Afrika are are ramping up, and this is a ca- Afrika are a case of of film study, right? Where I like on film to me, Afrika are a better team than Damwon and Sandbox. I think Sandbox and Damwon get away with way more. Like they get away with murder way more than Afrika does. And I'm not saying Afrika are a perfect team, but I, I like Afrika. I think they're in a good spot right now. I think um I think the soul lanes are playing out of their minds right now, and I, I think Afrika are gonna two oh this. And that's in spite of Hamwa Life beating uh SK Telecom and Damwon in back to back series. So Yeah, I know Hamwa have looked better, but you gotta remember too, like as the season goes on, these teams let up a little bit a lot of the time. Not everybody does, but Hamwa looks good. I think I think Damwon threw against Hamwa more than Hamwa like proactively won that series. Like I think Damwon was just really, really bad in that series. SK Telecom, Hamwa just took it to him. Like I don't think SKT was even bad that series. Hamwa was just good. So there's an argument for taking Hanwha here or taking the Hanwha plus 1.5, but I think Afrika are just so, so good right now. And I think there's enough value in the 108 that I'm going to take it, but I could be convinced to take the Hanwha plus 1.5. I just think it's, it's, I think it's total bait to get sucked into a couple good results with a team. Cause you want them to win, you know, it would be fucking wild. If Hanwha like eliminates Afrika right here after Hanwha was so Dude. terrible all season for them to come win three. three yeah. If they, if they be, if they be, if they be Damwon and then SK telecom and then eliminate Afrika from playoffs, that would be like the Gen G oh. dream crush. And then Gen G gets in. Yeah. Oh, Gen G. <laughs> Dude, it's the, it's the it inverse will. Gen G dream crush, right? Your account. All right, so but yeah. By the way, if, if if you're factoring in the the Gelati Slayers, then uh, you should just bet against Afrika here because Genji are going to make playoffs. And, uh, it's going to be <laughs> awful, and it's going to help me win my pick. Hanwha, look, yeah, you're going pick of the week on this money line. Hanwha, you're going Hanwha money line. God damn it, Chris! <laughs> I love it. Uh... There is no logic other than it wants the the the. Uh, LCK wants to take my money, and it worked. <laughs> it's worked. This is crazy. I have no other explanation for it. It works. This is I the inverse it. confidence model in person. Chris <laughs> Chung is the inverse confidence model that I've been talking about all season. Out there somewhere that's just like I am so universally wrong that whenever like he's just making a living off sports betting because whenever he thinks one side is right, he just bets the other side because he's the like, self fade dude. I'm so stupid that I just can't possibly be right. It's so. the self-aid bot. Right. This, <laughs> you are that this guy, is, message me. <laughs> and this is cross sports too. Yeah, he's just this happens <laughs> this happens in NFL. No, right? Like all right, the the money line, I don't know if I could see the money line. The one point five I could definitely see because Hanwha have looked good. Like Hanwha play in my opinion, Hanwha against SK Telecom that last series was the best series like individual series they played all year. They probably played their two best games of the calendar year in that last series. Yeah. So I I, th- that's why I like I could hear the argument. So I mean I'm going to be on Afrika because I I've, I've been watching these teams all year, but dude, there is a a totally reasonable argument, and I know we're laughing and having fun with it and everything, but there is a reasonable argument at least for the Hawa plus one point five. The money line is pushing it, but go for it, Chris. They, they can beat SKT two zero. They can beat Afrika. You're right. You're absolutely right. 
And make no mistake, SKT wasn't trolling. They tried some weird stuff. Uh, they tried like a one and a half core of like a Silas and like an eighty carry and like three tanks, which is like a weird comp. But like, it's SK Telecom. That was their first loss in nine series. They were eighteen and one in games. Yeah, and Hanwha just took it to them. And like, like I said, SKT didn't throw those games. Nope, nope. Hanwha just beat them straight up. It wasn't like Damwon who just like played bad. So, okay. All right, that's that's a really sp- that's probably your spiciest pick of the week this year. I'm like looking uh, back at it now, Chris. Like, I've been taking value and nothing out of the ordinary. But you yeah. had EDG. You had an EDG at plus one ninety six. That was like your bet. You had a Billy Billy at plus one eighty two. You had a hundred thieves at plus one seventy. That hit. Okay, so this is your this is your biggest dog of the year at plus one ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, Chris. All right, channeling your inner Calvin. Okay, you dude, you are totally right though. Like, Hamwa seemed to have embraced this. Like, we're the spoilers. Like, we're the we're that guy. Like, we're just gonna screw everything up for everyone. We're gonna throw everyone's brackets in the trash, right? So yeah. I, I say I could see it. Saturday we have King Zone minus two thirty eight versus KT Rolster plus one seventy two. The King zone minus one point five is at plus one twenty. This is, I mean, King zone just have to win. King zone have to two zero, and then there's it's still not it, they're not in control. Sweet, take the sweet. That's a great value right there. Yeah, I think know before this that they can't get in. Um, because that that I think is for me. I don't think I'm going to bet this series because I think King zone is going to be depressed, and and I don't know who's going to win. If if Afrika win, they're just out, I think, because that means Afrika and or Genji is going to get that fifth spot no matter what. Because they can't, they can't get to they. They're gonna if they win this, they get to ten wins. They can't get to eleven wins, and one of those two teams is gonna get to eleven unless they both lose. Yeah, I think I avoid. I'm gonna avoid this one because I think. Well, assuming Afrika wins, I think I'm gonna avoid this one because I don't. I don't think. I think Kingzone's gonna be depressed. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I'd rather just not bet it. Yeah, I kind of talked about this a little bit on my blog post tonight about where – because KT plays Sandbox tomorrow. So I talked about kind of making a judgment call on whether it's, – it's always really hard to do this, like how teams are going to treat being relegated. But KT aren't relegated yet. Like they have the same record as Hama Life, but they're three games behind in game differentials. So they need Hama Life to like lose 0-2. In both of their series now, Hanwha Life play Afrika and Griffin, so that could totally happen, right? And then at that point, KT Rolster just need to win a series. It doesn't matter with the game differential at that point. So uh, KT have looked a little bit better. They're still themselves. They still can't hold. A, they can't do shit with a lead, but they have looked better. I mean, that's got to mean something. And if Kingzone are eliminated, I could totally see KT Rolster maybe stealing a game or even this series, right? This yeah. might be like a bet it during the Afrika game. That's how it feels to me. I'm not going to put any money on this for sure until I know what their situation is. Because nothing – I don't like these lines in general if it's a fair match. And I don't have any reason to believe that any side is getting a benefit from anything at the moment. So, yeah. Next up we have Sandbox plus 157. Uh, unless uh, – I don't know. Uh, Cal, Chris, you have anything on that one? No. Calvin's like slammed KT Rolster lock of the century. No. <laughs> um, we have Sandbox plus 157 SK Telecom minus 213 uh, 
So Sandbox I'm trying to remember this. Sandbox uh are not technically locked for playoffs, but I think as soon as they get to eleven it'll be eleven and seven. No. So Sandbox Sandbox do need to win one of their last series, whether it's against KT Rolster tomorrow or SK Telecom today. I think they're gonna beat KT Rolster tomorrow. I didn't bet that way. I bet KT Rolster to win. Um if KT Rolster win the, the, I, either way, like it almost doesn't matter because SK Telecom are gonna be motivated to win both against Damwon and Sandbox because they could they could leapfrog up to the second seed if they just beat both of them. It doesn't matter if the two of them win the rest of their like it if they if it doesn't matter if those two win the rest of their series because SA Telecom already has a better game differential even with uh, fewer wins like uh, series wins. So if SKT just beat both of them, SKT just get the two seed. So, and I, I like the SKT minus one point five. Yeah, me too. One thirty two. I'm going to be betting that for sure. Yeah, I'm betting I'm betting SKT against Damwon tomorrow, and I'm betting SKT against Sandbox because I think I think Sandbox have been a little bit more fundamentally sound than Damwon, but I think the players have been a little bit worse. And I think SK Telecom just do like they cover all the bases. Like, yeah. I, I Sandbox is totally capable of taking a series off SKT. Damwon is totally capable of taking a series off SKT. But like, if they play ten series, SKT is winning eight of them, probably nine of them. That's pretty much how I feel. So, yeah, it's gonna feel bad if that fluke thing happens. But I, I SKT are the better team. Sandbox, Sandbox, and Damwon both rely too much on their player, like their soul lanes getting ahead, and I just don't think that's gonna be the case against SKT. Because SKT can do both. SKT can do everything. They can play scaling. They can play up tempo. They can just lane you to death. They can do all. They can do everything. That's why I think they're really, really good. So, um, I like the SK. I'm, I'm actually. If your book lets you, a lot of books don't let you parlay the same team multiple times. But if your books does, uh, I like double. I like the double SKT minus one point five this week as a parlay because you can get like really, really crazy odds on that. Because you can get like, I forget what I got this morning, but you know, take a look at that. Um, I agree. Sunday we have Dan one minus two seventy eight against Gen G plus one ninety eight. Uh, presumably a winning in for Gen G, or not a winning in. It's not a winning in. It's a must win for Gen G. Uh, because if Afrika win, Gen G can get in, and then because the head to head is tied. They would have to actually play a tiebreaker match. Let me see. They can force a tiebreaker if they do the same thing that Afrika did. Whatever Afrika did, if they do yeah. the same thing or better, and it has to be exactly what they did because, well, yeah, or better because the they have the same exact game differential. So, uh, hey, do you think Genji wakes up for this one? I don't know. Uh, yes, because it's Genji. In it's because it's Genji with their world's birth on the line, so they're just going to snap win everything. Dude, I, I gotta It's pretty good. I gotta say, I, I like the Gen G money line here, and I, you guys know how I feel about Gen G. Here's the thing, though, right? Like, so Gen G, Gen G are a weird team because I think Gen G have really, really good fundamentals. I just think that they have the uh, a, they have an inferior approach, but good fundamentals, and Damwon have the right approach but worse fundamentals. But they have better players, so they have two out of the three. But I think the meta in it—I it, think the meta right now is so so good for Genji that 
and this is a must-win situation, and there's a good chance that I don't know. This is probably going to be. This won't be must-win for Dan Juan, I don't think. Uh, they'll go to eleven and six. No, this isn't going to – I mean, this is more or less going to be a must-win for them because Afrika – oh, no, it isn't. It's not. No, it is because they could theoretically have a worse game differential if they just get O2'd. And I think SKT is going to 2-0 them. They'd have to get O2'd both times. They'd have to get O2'd both times against Afrika and they – And then they would tie with Afrika. They have the tie with Afrika too, so we could we could have all these insane tiebreaker matches. Yeah, LCK never wild. has tiebreaker matches. But something tells me the Gen G money line is pretty good here. I love the Gen G money line here. Yeah. I think I think I kind of teed off on Damwon like in their last three series in a row. They've just been frustrating me that – I think they've kind of like their film has lied to me a little bit, but I don't want to drone on too long about this. But I actually like the Genji money line. I think this is going to be a pretty even match. If you like players over over fundamentals, you take Damwon. I think if you like fundamentals and the meta for Genji, then you take Genji. And I'm I'm going to go with the latter because I think this is closer to fifty fifty, regardless of how you look at it. So, I agree. If you, if you believe in the superstition of the Genji world's buff, then snap Genji. <laughs> um. Griffin minus five fifty six against Hanwha Life plus three forty seven with a win here. Griffin play yeah, Griffin beat Jin Air, and if Griffin win this, they're just gonna lock the one seed. Uh if you assume that SKT win both their series, Griffin do actually need to win this to secure the one seed. I think it'll be eleven and six or twelve and six. SKT would also be twelve and six, presumably the better like the same game differential if they two oh two oh. Uh, if SK Telecom back to back two zero, then Griffin are going to need to win this. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Hamwa Life. If you believe in that, are we going to go the Hamwa Life rattle off like four in a row? Is that the dream? Are we going no, Hamwa Life can't. four in a row? No, I think Griffin's going to be Hanwha. No way, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be Griffin because Hanwa can't spoil anything if they beat Griffin. So why do what they even try? I mean, they could they could they could spoon feed SK Telecom the number one seed if they beat Griffin. I guess. That's yeah. but that's only if SKT take care of business and the, SKT have to double two zero because they have to catch up in game differential. So I feel like Griffin and like Hanwha Life are like best buddies and they're like, hey, I got all the info in SKT. Let's t- you you take them down. For us. <laughs> give us give us give us the win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Griffin win this. Minus one sixty one seems like a free roll too. To be honest. I don't know. Griffin kind of punt games a lot. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, they a lot of times they just like know what they're good at, and they're just gonna like pose the question, and if you can answer it, then you beat them. They're not just gonna try to obliterate you. But I don't know. I gotta think Hamwa's life either run out of gas or show too many of their cards, and people figure out like all the all the weird stuff that they're gonna do, and that's that. So yeah, that's uh, the end of the regular season, right? That is all the major regions regular season all over, right? Yep. I don't think I'm missing anything there. So, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Let's do pick of the week. Um, Last week, we did not get a pick from Chris, although we did comically put the Jin Air pick. By the way, the 1.5 would have hit. So, (laughs) Uh, Uh, there's that. However, 
Uh, I had Griffin minus 1.5 against Gen G. That missed. I hate Gen G with a fiery burning passion. Uh, John had, I think, the pick that we were all all on, but he just happened to write it down first, which was clutch, clutch plus 239 against TSM. Yeah, ship that pick of the week, Mike. Which did wonders for our total. So uh, I left Chris's blank because we didn't get one from him. Uh, Calvin had IG plus 186 against RNG, which I totally understand, but... Almost there, man. Yeah, only, it was a 2-1 series, but it, I think RNG kind of handled game three enough to be like, eh, yeah, they were better. This week, uh, I am actually just going with Griffin, minus 161 against Hanwha on Sunday. I think Griffin are going to be... I think Griffin are tired of being told that they're, like, choke artists. I think they're tired of it, and I think they're just going to be enough better. And I think... Even if we see like some crazy Hanwha, like everyone, if Hanwha managed to win one of these, series, like if Hanwha beat Afrika, everyone's gonna be way overhyped on Afrika or on Hanwha Life rather. Everyone's gonna be way, way overhyped. Be like, oh my god, if they can beat these three teams in a row, they're gonna be Griffin. Nah, Griffin are gonna smash this down easy. Uh, so Griffin minus one sixty one or Griffin minus one point five at minus one sixty one against Hanwha on Sunday morning is my pick of the week. I went with uh, XL plus one thirteen against SK. I like XL to beat SK there, and uh, I like the odds, plus 113. It'll probably be DFSing XL as well. Is that like a coin flip to you, or is it like slightly XL favored? Yeah, I think it's basically like reverse what they actually have. I think SK oh, is like really? a 113 dog. Okay. I could see that. We already talked about Chris's a little bit, but feel free to re- uh, reassess that one, Chris, or uh, <laughs> explain yourself again for the guests. Uh, I have the most terrible luck when it following my own logic. And so this goes against everything that I believe in. <laughs> Money line against Afrika Freaks because it's Hanwha. The logic of our most successful better, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do Calvin's and then I'll quickly go over this, the pick of the week stats because Chris is still killing it. Uh, Calvin, your turn. 2OP plus 157 against FPX. I am going to ride the TOP train, and I just think that they're going to come out super clean, ready and prepped up to play against FPX. So. Okay. I can totally see that. Like, I'm, I'm probably going to be a little, at least a little on TOP there. I think I uh, it's two good teams. That's going to be a good series. I'm going to be really excited to watch that one. So for the year – I'm going to slide this over real quick. I am 13 and 10 for plus 4.18 units. John is 12 and 9 for plus 5.41 units. Uh, this is assuming one unit per wager uh, on the picks of the week. Chris is also 12 and 9. However, he is plus 8.26 units. Lord of efficiency over here. Uh, Calvin is Calvin. You're three and eighteen, dude. Come on, come on, man. Too many junior bets in here. We got one. How many? Oh, it's just the one. Okay. No, no, there's two. There's two. There's two. Are there's you two. sure? Two. I thought there was two. two. There's two junior ones. So one year, one year. Uh, so Calvin is three and eighteen, but he's only minus seven point eight six units. So Chris and Calvin kind of balancing each other out on the efficiency. Uh, just to keep you surprised, though, if you're betting a million dollars a game, we've made you ten million dollars this year. Yeah. So, like, oh yeah. So as a cast, we are up plus nine point nine nine units. 
That's ten million dollars if you bet a million dollars a game. You're welcome. Yep. Right. Right. I don't know who what, do we, what do we say? Last, what do we say last week? We need to get the. Uh, we need to find the million dollar limits, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Bill Gates. Get, get the investors. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, doing you know? Oh, so like uh, for to overall cast record, we're forty and forty six, and then forty one if you want to count Zing's pick a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. We gotta get. I think we're gonna try to get Zing back on the cast. Uh, we almost did a couple weeks ago. But we gotta get Zing back on the cast. Um. Yeah, so that's pick of the week. Uh, sign-offs? I got mine. So it's kind of like a, a it's like a PSA and just like something I'm excited for. So I'm going to be going out to Vegas next week for the Woo! second time in my life. Uh, I went last year for Grand Prix Las Vegas Magic Tournament. I'm going back again this year. This time with a bunch of friends. Going to have a huge weekend out. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. And I need the couple days off before I lose my mind. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will probably be MIA that weekend. Uh, in terms of betting, I'm going to try to have all my stuff posted beforehand. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So that's what's going on with me. Man, I hope it's not as hot over there as I was there a couple of weeks ago. Anyways. It probably is. It's August. Oh <laughs> it was like 120 degrees when I was there last year. So Yeah, bring a lot of sunscreen. Just dry heat, dehydrated all the time. I would say for mine... This week, I just generally see do things that I've seen pop up throughout the week. And uh, I think my one for this week is be aware of anyone who tries to give you a like very cut and dry solution to any sort of even reasonably complicated problem. Like whether it's relationships, this is something I see a lot, but parenting, school, like if you see somebody, you know, oh, you want to prepare for exams, just do this or anything like that. Keep in mind that like, People are always talking about what worked for them, and what worked for them almost never works for even any large population of, pers- of, of society. Like, people talk about how to be successful in relationships, how to be a good parent, how to be any of that kind of stuff, and they give you these cut-and-dry rules, like, step one, this is what you do. Step two, this is what you do. It's all, that's almost never a truly efficient strategy for everybody or even a large percentage of the population so be wary of anybody who tells you that there's some sort of cut and dry solution for a very complicated problem (laughs) nothing much um glad call of duty worlds is on get to watch my buddies play my old coach play um i actually since now it's the end of the season i'm gonna start roasting all the twitter people um who participate in league of legends dfs all right and so all right so i don't want to be that degenerate guy in this cast or anything but like it's funny how i guess it's my fault too but like it's funny how like i say the least on twitter sometimes and then everyone else has a lot to say and it stems on on the gold card, gold card podcast. You know what I mean? I don't say too much, but you know, I always do my little inputs here and there, uh, especially LPL regions. But like, it's funny how you can how people on Twitter and obviously all the troll Twitters and you know people whatever. I really don't care. It's funny how they can like come out and like attack me on Twitter while I'm over here like winning money. Like, it doesn't seem like it because with my picks, but everyone's always, like, saying, wow, Calvin, like, 
you're such a I was like you bet this one's like you got lucky this and that I'm like lucky like if you ever if you track my summer split compared to the probably almost anyone else I you think I have killing it right I think <laughs> I have probably the best winning percentage even though my picks of the weeks on here don't mean anything but I don't know why people think that. Most of the time, I'm, I'm pretty serious when I bet these <laughs> outrageous picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's funny how, like, people are like, oh, well, you know, you went back on your word the next day. Or, like, dude, like, why'd you bet? Like, why'd you say this on the gold card? But you didn't, you know, tell anyone on Twitter. You change it and stuff like that. I'm like, you're also the same person who's trying to talk shit about me and my winnings this summer when I'm pretty much low-key about it. You know what I mean? Like, why would I help you? if you want to keep bashing me. So the same thing I'm saying, the same thing I'm going to say all year is like, I'm still going to take your money, dude. When it comes to worlds, <laughs> He's I'm playing the suit. Calvin's the heel. Calvin's the heel. <laughs> so that's all I got to say. You know what though? Like, I, that's a good point. Cause like John, John has actually talked about this before too, that like they're different things. Like picking straight up, for, like picking against the spread or picking straight up is like way different than playing DFS. Like they're, they're just complete. You have to treat them like different animals. So, I very commonly bet one side and DFS the other side, or bet one side minus one point five and DFS the other side. That I do that extremely commonly. So just because I said on the podcast I, I'm going to bet King Zone against KT, that does not mean I'm not playing KT and DFS. Yeah, like they're it is not the same. And and by the way, like this is not like some kind of scheme. Like just to, just to put this out there in case there's anybody that actually thinks this, right? This is not some kind of scheme where like we're like they're cooking the number. We all use like different books, I'm pretty sure too. So like just like there's there's not like we're like cooking numbers up or anything saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to say this so that a bunch of people put money in on this." We don't have that many listeners yet. So and if that ever it's does become about, the case, it's all about odds. And like if you don't understand yeah. that, I, I honestly wouldn't be betting yet is like in DFS, exactly. if you're GPPing, your winnings are roughly like between 10 and 20 times your entries. And so you you can take something that you don't think is going to happen. Most people don't do it because they don't have enough bankroll and they can't afford to lose the money that it takes to enter all the GPPs. Yep. If you can afford to lose that money, then getting a, a possible 20x return on something that you think happens 20% of the time is hugely profitable. So I might bet a minus 170 for team A and DFS team B because I don't think anyone's going to play them and I'm going to get 20 times my money back. If yeah, it means win. you only need to, I mean, compared to like cash games, it means you only need to win like once every so often compared to like a cash game, right? If you like yeah. win five cash games in a row, you can like, you can do win way more than that with one GPP win, right? Yeah. You so just got to be careful to make sure odds. you're tracking it. Yeah, it's about odds. We're talking here about what we would bet. And I talk to Prime about what I would DFS on his podcast or I talk about it on Twitter and they're not always the same thing. They, they will be opposite if I think that the ownership's in the right place or whatever. So different I just games. wanted to confirm that. Different yep. games, right? Different Calvin, strategies. Calvin, you're saying the same thing, right? It's like... Yeah. So you guys should have technical... I said I love all these guys but like it's just funny. It's just like it's just don't personally attack me or like, you know what I mean? Like literally like this is like this this podcast is like you know for fun we want to give you information it's like you know things change like you know we go through the whole weekend and maybe like we catch one thing on friday that will swear our minds the next day you know what i mean it's like you guys are should be held accountable for that as well yeah so from the dfs angle maybe ownership changes maybe you see a bunch of people on this or that and you know that can change things too so you never know subs happen like that you, you got to treat them as different things you should 
take influence from one for the other, I think. Like, as a, as a starting point. Like, I think that's what, like, a lot of the DFS people that started following this kind of stuff did. Is like, it's a, it is a good starting point, right? Just to get a good feel for, like, where the favorite's going to be and all that. But, like, they are very different games, and they're played very differently, right? So. All right. Oh, also, one more thing. I forgot to add this. Uh, the International starts this week. Like, the actual main event that starts this week. So, if you're into if you're into Dota 2, check that out. Uh, Call of Duty Worlds is on. Uh, that's uh, huge, too, right? Chris, what's up? Not much. Uh, life is starting to get hectic a little bit. Uh, school starting, so that means I have to actually explain my syllabi to the students. Ooh. Joy. Joy. Yes, I am You got a couple weeks, right? Probably like I two weeks. I got two more weeks, yes. Maybe what are you teaching, week. Chris? Tell the tell the, the fans. Okay, I'm teaching counseling. So people that want to be counselors. Oh, nice. Uh, like college so, level? Yeah. Dang, good so, good stuff. This is a new gig for you, right? Wow. You're a smart Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I am the exception to the rule. I'm an exception uh, to I'm the I'm a role. degenerate. <laughs> uh, Asians don't go to counseling, but <laughs> hopefully I can change that. But yes, uh, teaching starts in two weeks. Had a good uh, orientation where I just got free stuff and fell asleep during the. <laughs> <laughs> I was nice. watching whatever game I missed that morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, well, that's awesome. New job, new like new job, new page. New that's job. always exciting. Yep, absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, I think that's it for us this week. I think that's everything. Well, last week of the regular season, a lot of the regions. Uh, we have playoffs already started in NA and going to be starting very soon. Um. Again, we'll probably have an episode out to you Wednesday, uh, probably Wednesday night next week, maybe earlier in the week, depending, because uh, I'm going to be flying out Thursday and I'm not going to be able to record on the road. So, looking forward to talking to you all next week. Best of luck this weekend. Again, follow us all on Twitter and everything, and keep up to pace on all the action this weekend. Uh, everybody have a good time and good luck this weekend. Bye. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.